I'm gonna keep this in here. I really like this stupid beat. What's up, guys? Jordan Gonzalez here with Big Fitness Incorporated. Big Fitness Live here with Brett Kelly. He's the owner of Clean Eats and and a bunch of fucking um, experience. I know you you know. Oh, what's his name? Fuck, what's his name? I, I've, I've actually have I've, I've had a big fitness live with him. Um, oh my god, his name is just leaving me. Um, uh, Maryville. Which one, Victor? Victor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Um, yeah, I'm actually ad, um, adjunct professor at Mary uh, Maryville, so I oh, do gotcha. a couple classes there, just online based. Um, and right now we just finished up putting another class together. <clears throat> it's all based around Exos, uh, where I work as well. Um, and then it just basically goes off of there. Um, their information that they share with Maryville. And then I kind of just put in my two cents on things and like my personal experience with, you know, their uh, methods and then, you know, have actual meetings with the, um, the students and, you know, videos and stuff like that too. Um, our first class we did, they actually came into my gym and would go through like practical sessions with me as well. And also like just shadow coaching. So. Got you. Awesome. So yeah, man. I mean, so introduce yourself to everybody who's coming in on my end and I'm sure the people who are following you already know, but go ahead and just let me know. And everybody who's ju- jumping in on the podcast, so three different forms here, Yeah. but uh, let everybody know who you are, what you are, why you are. Start with the beginning. Uh, Brett Kelly. So born and raised here in St. Louis. Um, and then I went and got uh, undergraduate at Mizzou grad school here at Logan in, uh, I got undergrad in exercise science and nutrition. Um, and then grad school, I did uh, sports science and rehabilitation. Um, and then basically just did some internships for a while. So Lindenwood, um, US ski team. And then I finally got a gig with a paying job, which was nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the St. Louis Cardinals minor league. So I did rookie ball with the Cardinals, just seasonal, which is if anybody's ever been in the minor leagues, that's kind of what it is when you're in rookie ball. Um, so in the off season, I got offered a position at St. Louis University working with baseball. So I did baseball, softball, Field hockey, swimming, diving, and I was considered a part-time strength coach because that's how college works. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> See a trend here in strength and conditioning. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, I was planning on staying there for a little bit. My old boss, Rachel Balkovic with the Cardinals, she um, reached out and there was an opening full-time position with the White Sox and she put in a good word and I got that uh, that gig. So I was out of slew within like, I think it was like seven months um, and went out to Phoenix, which is where spring training is with the White Sox. Um, I did three seasons with the Sox, um, bounced around just in the minor leagues again. And then um, I got a, just stayed in contact with people from the U.S. ski team because that's kind of was always a dream of mine to go back and work there again. And uh, they had an opening with free skiing, which if you don't know what that is, that's if you ever watch the X Games, anybody that's on skis in the X Games basically is free skiing. So you have like big air, um, you have like regular slope style when you have the jumps and rails and stuff, and then you have a half pipe. Um, on skis. So those are my athletes. Um, and then the aerialists who, if you watch the Olympics are the ones that go off the like one massive jump and they're usually doing triple flips with, you know, five twists involved, six twists involved. Um, they're all crazy people. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And, um, so did a lot of injury rehab out there. Kind of got, uh, got into the whole injury rehab thing, late stage rehab thing, which was awesome. Um, and then me and my wife wanted to just move back to St. Louis and, uh, you know, get back closer to family and, you know, traveling was awesome, but when you start wanting to have kids, it makes it a little tough. Um, so we moved back here two years ago, and I started working at uh, Mercy Sport Performance, powered by Exos. So I work for Exos. I'm the general manager there. Um, I was the head coach when I started. And then <clears throat> Mercy basically 
is our client. Um, we help run their sport performance facility. Uh, so we just do regular sport performance classes. We do adult training out there. Um, and then we do our bridge class, which is really what Mercy wanted um, the majority of it to be. So we have a lot of people that come from rehab. Let's say we have a lot of ACLs, but you know, really any, any injury um, and try to bridge that gap from PT back to sports. We know that there's in general population, there's a big gap there. Um, so with that, we, um, been doing that for a couple years now. And then me and one of my uh, close friends were looking at doing a business together. And this franchise came along called Clean Eats. Um, the owners are from Edwardsville. And one of my uh, catchers when I was with the White Sox, um, he actually owns three of them up in Ohio. Me and him just stayed in touch because um, he was my catcher for three years with the Sox. And so he's a minority owner for us and kind of just got us uh, got us going as far as like financially. Um, and we are about a little less than a month away from opening up. So a lot going on. Yeah, that's a shit ton, man. That's, <laughs> that's deep. Absolutely. So, man, I mean, with all of this background in athletic performance, per, like uh, athletic performance um, training and all these different teams with with like these elites, like what got you outside of the outside of just, you know, something coming along Like what what got you like interested in doing something with food? Um, I don't even know if it was necessarily like the, the food aspect of the, if you look back at all the stuff I've done, like I was trying to figure out, um, you know, what my why is. I don't know if you ever read that book, um, which is awesome. And really, I think my why is like, I just enjoy helping people, whether that's in the fitness industry, rehab, whatever, like trying to get people to their goals. Um, so when I was looking at opening up a business, me and my buddy Zach kind of had always bounced the ideas off each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of failed ideas. There is a lot of, uh, things we looked into that didn't really pan out the way we wanted to. Um, and this was just something that stuck. Uh, you know, I have a nutrition background as well. Um, I meal prep myself a ton. It was something that just made sense to me. Um, and we looked into the actual like business side of it, which is not at all my strong suit, but that's my partner's strong suit. And that all made sense as well. Um, so we pulled the trigger on it because at some point you just gotta, I mean, you, you built this place yourself. So, you know, like some point, you know, there's always things you can, you can say maybe not, but like, you know, it, it just felt right. And we, we pulled the trigger on it. And uh, so now we're opening it up. And my wife quit her job at Boeing. So that's terrifying. And uh, <laughs> she's going to be helping running it. We got a, a new GM, Kyle Clark, that started officially with us yesterday. Um, and me and Zach are going to be there as well. So, like, just to go back to, you, you mentioned um, EXO. So, um, and I, I have a reason for saying this. Is EXOS is a, a corporate fitness provider, right? They go to, like, big, big fitness. Like they're up at the top top tier right so what what is exos and who do they serve primarily like yeah. athletics or uh general pop yeah so they uh they started off uh primarily doing uh athletics so mark verstegen was the owner is the owner um he started off training his own athletes down in phoenix he was an ex-nfl guy so he started training nfl guys really saw a need for getting guys ready for the combine and focusing on speed mechanics agility mechanics and just getting those guys geared up specifically for that test right because if you can shave off a tenth of a second on a 40 or on a 5105 like you're you're getting hundreds of thousands maybe millions of more dollars because you're getting an extra round maybe or something like that right so there's a lot of money there because there's a lot of money in the NFL so that group like he was great at that and that exploded that was when it was called athletes performance right <clears throat> and that was based out of Phoenix they ended up opening up three sites nationwide so one in Florida uh, one in California as well and those are still called what we call like their API sites um, so that's where guys go if they're training for the combine. Um, that's really what got their name out there. 
And then they started doing some stuff with corporate wellness. Um, and then they ended up taking over a company called Medifit, who was very involved in corporate wellness. And that's when, when they merged with them, they basically, um, I think they took over, I want to say like 200 corporate wellness sites nationwide. So they exploded like pretty quickly from that point as far as the corporate wellness. And that's when they decided to change their name to Exos to kind of encompass a little bit of everything. Um, so now I would say majority of it is probably corporate wellness as far as numbers go. But if you look like, I think if you talk to most people, especially most strength coaches, they know it as more of the sport performance side of things. You know what I mean? So like in the, in the full draft last year, we had 50% of the NFL draft was trained by Exos somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's still a lot of both here in St. Louis. We have, <clears throat> um, we just had a couple clothes like after COVID obviously, um, I think we still have like eight corporate sites here and they're all like very big name companies. So they do a good job. Yeah, man. I, w- when I was up in Chicago, I, uh, I, I worked for this, uh, I worked for this company in the, uh, called Midtown Health. It's actually Midtown Athletic Club, which is like, they're actually primarily for athletes. It's, but it's like the third biggest under, at the time it was under Medifit, which was, at, or sorry, under Exos. Exos was just under Medifit when Exos took over, then um, like bought into them, then they became second. That was on the McDonald's corporate campus, campus, which is kind of funny. Is like this athletic, like, like luxury <laughs> fitness facility on the McDonald's corporate campus. Uh, <laughs> but that's where I kind of like, that's where like I'm familiar with Exos uh, because we were primarily like, a thing where we were dealing with athletes, but I mean, you know, very much most of those health clubs were like for general population people and they were hiring people like personal trainers and uh, exercise physiologists and things like this to like to run programs for general pop people, people that were just working within the corporation. That's why I ask, um, because it means that you got kind of a, a good perspective of like how to train an athlete at the elite level, but then also how to train somebody at the, um, at the like general population level, just fitness, like general fitness. What, what do you think is the major difference between training those two populations? I mean, honestly, as far as like my mindset goes, I kind of go into it the same, honestly, because we want everybody to move better, feel better, get stronger, right? Um, generally, that's those are where I'm starting off with people. So if I have somebody come in that's gen pop, you know, 99% of people have tight hip flexors, tight T-spine, even kids that come in that are sport performance, same thing because they're playing video games or or like we have a hockey academy attached to us and they do all their learning online too. So they're on laptops. Um, so with those athletes, like I'm those athletes and those uh, gen pop people, I'm treating a lot of that the same and just trying to get their movements better and vice versa. When you have elite athletes, I think there's this false sense of that elite athletes are like amazing at moving. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. A lot of times they're really good at one thing or a couple things, right? And that's why they're good at their sport. Especially when I worked in baseball, you have very specific, um, you know, you got pitchers, obviously, that's like throwing 100 miles an hour, but they can't internally rotate their hip or anything, and they can't squat without shifting weight, whatever it might be. It's like that person might not be, they might be more regressed on their uh, barbell training than this 50-year-old mom I have coming in here. Yeah. Um, just because of all these different uh, issues they have. So I kind of treat it the same when they come in. I'm going to do some type of movement analysis, see what you have going on, and then just try to build you up from there, increase um, overall mobility and stability, um, and you know, just build a program around that, really. Yeah, man, it's so interesting, right? Like, p- people do have this idea, like, that elite athletes are, like, you know, just, they might be like, fuck, man, like, 
you know, this guy, like you, how many times you hear like, did like something like that? Like someone's like, man, I thought this dude played like professional sports. You know, he's like fucking fumbling all over himself, but it's like exactly right, man. It's like, they're good at a couple of things and, but they can get so much better with, uh, with good training. And I just think that's uh, kind of an interesting, um, observation but just perspective i don't think that a lot of people really know that yeah i mean obviously there's still freak athletes out there look at dk right, metcalf right. he's absolutely absurd yeah um but like i would say majority of the athletes like they're really good at their sport for specific reasons um but they if you watch them move in a gym it's not necessarily the best the best people i've had in the gym when i've been working at slew or different teams it doesn't always correlate to the best person on the field just from their like movement pattern so there's sometimes there's just something extra or this person maybe had like genetically had something where they were, you know, they're going to start off a little bit ahead of this person when it comes to power or strength, but their movement quality is shit. And this other person's movement quality is great. So in the gym, they look great, but they don't quite have that speed yet or quite have that power yet that this other person naturally does. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, uh, it's really interesting also like that somebody could be like fucking big, fast, super unbelievably athletic, like freak of nature physically and then not be able to do much like actually on the field because or in the court or what have you like because of their mind how much do you think that like the the mind aspect plays into the ability to like you know get to that pinnacle of yeah. performance i mean i think depending on where you're, again genetically like, depending on where you're starting because i think that's the biggest thing is like obviously genetics plays a role in everything um, and, but I think it's, it's more adjusting the starting point where you're at, right? So you're going to have some people, and we all have seen those athletes that are genetic freaks and they don't put in the work. So they're just average athletes, like might be average pro athletes, but they're average pro athletes. The people that are like the pinnacle are the people that probably have pretty good genes. And then they put on that extra 1% in that mindset, work hard in the gym, work hard on the field, maybe have some chip on their shoulder or something like that. Those are the ones that are really the elite athletes, right? Um, and then, you know, vice versa, you can have somebody that has crap genes, but they put in a ton of work and they make their way to that average athlete, which is like great for them, right? Because they, they didn't have that naturally. And so I think, you know, having that mindset is huge um, and it really can elevate you to a level that's, you know, you might not naturally be able to get at, right? So that's kind of how I look at it. No, totally, man. I, I think it's really interesting because I'm me myself, like I do like these endurance races. Actually, April 22nd, I'm doing a hundred mile race called the Lions Roar. Uh, I, it's a, sorry, it's a 24 hour race. My goal is hundred miles. And, um, you know, I think it's such an interesting fucking thing, man. And, you know, we were, I was having a conversation earlier today with uh, my, one of my executive coaches that, uh, I, uh, I was, we were talking about, we were talking about like the, there's a book called um, Born to Run. And basically these fucking, these, um, I'm just going to say it like simply, but these South, South American, like indigenous Indian population kind of, they do like a marathon of running like every day and they just get, and they run it with bare feet and they get hammered drunk like every night <laughs> and they do it with no problem. And it's like, what the fuck? Because you would imagine the amount of alcohol that they're drinking and I mean, it would just, it would, it would create such inflammation in their body. I mean, to be doing that, but they don't, and they're just, they do it like effortlessly. Yeah. Um, and it has, there's like something to do with genetics. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you make of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, <clears throat> if you look at, uh, like if you look at Ac Africa, for instance, you have, um, Eastern Africa is going to be mainly, uh, mountainous and you're having people that are literally running long distances their entire lives. And there are generations of that just to live and to do what they need to do. Right. And they're at a higher altitude. So we already, it already shows if you're born at a higher altitude, you're going to have, you know, more red blood cell count, all that kind of stuff is already like starting off higher. So then you have more of a chance to build that stuff up. So again, starting off genetically in a better place. 
Um, and then vice versa, if you look at Western Africa, you have people who are going to have sickle cell anemia a lot of times, which was developed because malaria is huge in those lower areas of Africa and sickle cell anemia is a way for malaria to not get on those red blood cells and be able mm. to be like transmitted throughout the body. So it's a, it's a defense mechanism for those people that their ancestors grew up in that area. Right. So those athletes are now going to be naturally more anaerobic because they can't carry as much oxygen. Right. So then that's why we get a lot of um, sprinting athletes that come from specifically Western Africa and they're in their background. Hmm, that, I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's why Jamaica is, is so huge in it, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's crazy, dude. Like genetics, genetics plays such a part in this. And I think that also genetics has something to do with just how we digest and utilize food in the body as well. I mean, you, you, you see like, um, like people always say, you know, what, why is, why is like nutrition, like, why can't anybody give anybody any idea of what they should or shouldn't be eating. It's like, you should eat this stuff. You shouldn't eat this stuff. This has worked for me. This doesn't work for me. And it's, it's, it's kind of a headache, but I think it has to do with like your genetic background. You know what I mean? I feel like, um, where you came, what region your ancestors came, like that was sort of like whatever the, the food was they were eating primarily, that's what their bodies like adapted to because you know, that would make sense, right? It's just like our bodies get real good at doing X, Y, or Z because they were like subject to that environment because our bodies are just a model of our, our environments, right? Um, so that's like basically like what, the way that I, I take it. So I always ask like my clients, well, what's your background? You know, like where, where, like if you can figure out what your background is and like where your, where like your lineage comes from and you can kind of like go like kind of where that, where that, that starting point was or as far back as you can, then you get a good idea of what that diet is in that region. And then you should try to like kind of try that, try that region's diet. I mean, maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but I think that that's probably the best way to figure out if you're trying to get like in depth with like nutrition, like that's what you should do. Like try, try to figure that out because I do think that like most cases, like genetics plays unbelievable um, part. So like with, with you having all of this experience then with like athletes in this issue, like what do you think the biggest, what do you think the biggest like issue is that you're trying to solve for like athletes? And then what do you think the biggest issue is you're trying to solve for general population people? Like as far as nutrition? Or uh, as far or as, as let's, let's, let's keep it with nutrition right now. Okay. And I'll kind of, I, I want to kind of, I do want to, I mean, I'm going to like kind of bring this all the way around yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to clean eats. Yeah. I mean, I think with nutrition, um, you know, I've been lucky enough that most of the places I worked had, you know, a, a very good uh, dietitian and chef and especially when I was with the ski team, but obviously I still have those conversations with my athletes. And, you know, a lot of times the biggest thing I would see with my athletes is just honestly not eating enough or they're like, they're trying to go on certain like almost fad diets because that's what they think is healthy. Right. Um, like, you know, everybody has their own opinion on things. Like you said, you know, vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, like those things can be great for you, but those are very challenging diets. So when you're like an elite athlete and you're a picky eater already, like trying to get all those amino acids in when you're trying to be a vegetarian because you think it's healthier because you don't have the meat, like, Again, you can do it in a healthy way. It's just very challenging. So I think just trying to have those conversations with, and being realistic with the athletes and like, hey, we're going to be traveling a bunch. Like, I don't know where we're going to be getting some of this food sometimes when we're in random countries in China. Like, sometimes it's easier just to follow a normal diet. Um, and that's going to help you overall, I think. So that's what, how I treated it when I was with the ski team. Um, now when I'm working with athletes, we work with a lot of hockey players, a lot of youth players too. And they're all just trying to like get bigger. But then I talk to them and like, what did you have? Because everybody you talk to that's trying to get bigger, they're always like, oh, no, I eat enough. And you're like, well, no, you don't oh, because yeah. you're not bigger. <laughs> you <laughs> might have to eat way more than somebody else to gain weight because of your genetics like we right. talked about. 
But like that, I mean, it's a, at the end of the day, it's like get more calories you're going to put weight on, right? If it's past a certain number. So we have kids come in and they're like, like, wait, what'd you have for, for breakfast today? Or they're like, oh, I didn't have breakfast. I'm like, okay, well, that's fail number one. What'd you have for lunch? Like, oh, I had a, a pop tart or something. And they, they're the ones that are telling me if they're eating enough because they like, I don't know why they're just, if they think they're eating enough or they're like trying to get, get it by on me or what, but at the end of the day, it's up to them. So I just try with my youth athletes, like on a daily basis, we have what we call like turf talks um, at the whiteboard before we work out. We go over different things. Sometimes it's sleep, sometimes it's mindset, whatever. Um, you know, right now they're going through tryouts. We're talking a lot about people that are succeeding and failing and how it's okay if you fail and don't make the team you want. You know, we can get better, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times we do talk about nutrition and I literally will call on kids and be like, what did you have? What did you have? What did you have? And we can kind of talk about those type of things. So I think just with the youth athletes, it's just trying to get them to realize like, like, you know, it's not about what the supplements you're taking and all that kind of stuff. Like, let's just get this general basis down, make sure we're eating enough because you're playing hockey two times a day. Um, and then we can kind of move on to these next steps, right? Dude, like, that that's the thing with that I have such a, uh, an issue with myself. Not an issue with, but I, I think that people don't, People don't really realize uh, when when someone says that I eat all the time and I eat enough. They're they're talking about I I'm not hungry, and it's in in most cases like it's like you're not if you're not hungry that's one thing. But I mean if you're trying to grow, then you have to eat when you're not hungry. Yeah, it's a job. And and, and if, I think when you ask the question like Are you eating enough? And like somebody when you when you say Are you eating enough? Like somebody doesn't. Most people I'd say don't have like a the perspective like the perspective of Are you eating enough? And like hey like are you eating enough? Like you should be eating 400, like based on what you're like, say 4,500 calories, 6,000 calories compared to like, are you eating enough? Like, all right, you know, you're satiated throughout the day um, is like two big, big different things. Cause like you, it might be that you're only doing like 2,500 calories as an athlete. And you're like, and like, okay, 2,500 calories is the average diet. So like I'm doing what a normal person would do, but dude, you're going in battle. You're going to battle. So yeah. we need you to like eat like way more than somebody who's not going to yeah. battle. And I've talked to kids about that. I'm like, you know, well, adults as well that are trying to put on muscle. I'm like, you know, if if you're not eating enough, like your body's going to go into like starvation mode because it's you're trying to protect itself and you're just going to hold right. on any calories you eat. And getting that through with people is sometimes very difficult. And when people that are trying to gain weight, like I try to tell them, I'm like, you know how hard it is for people to lose weight and how uncomfortable it is to be on diets, that kind of stuff, right? It's going to be just as uncomfortable to gain weight, right? We have to do something drastically different to change our body composition, whether it's actually like, you know, in the weight room or that's nutrition, obviously it's a little both, but like you have to tell your body what you want it to do. If we're somewhere in between that and we're doing all these different things, it's not going to change in that one way you want it to change. You know what I'm saying? You might get a little better in all these different ways, but if you actually want to like gain weight, like the best way to do it is like all these specific steps that are all gearing your body into doing that one thing. If you want to be great at a bunch of different things, I want to be um, pretty strong. I want to be able to run. I want to do all that stuff, which is great. Like you can do all those type of things, but you're not going to be like epic at one thing if you're training for all these d other different things. Uh, dude, a hundred percent. I got a, I got a, a bit of an example here, just like anecdotal um, experience here. So when I was in, in college, I played football at Western Illinois University. And my last year, I wanted to play at 205. I was playing uh, boundary safety and I was playing boundary safety at like 185 pounds. So I was like, the, I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get bigger. I gotta get fucking stronger. So I'm, I'm going all out. So I, I quit, you know, quit drinking. I learned how to play the fucking guitar to like keep myself away from everything in society. Cause that's what it took. I was like working out like three, four hours a day. I was like at six, I had six months. I wanted to gain like 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds of, of muscle. So I just started doing this and, um, and I was like, I'm going to eat fucking healthy. So I cut out like all, all fast food, you know, I was eating like salads and, and fucking fresh meats. I was cooking them up and all this stuff. And, uh, 
And that's it. And I, I, I was fucking going hard as fuck, like three, four hours a day. My goal was to gain weight and get stronger. And what was happening was I was losing weight and I was getting weaker and I was tired as fuck. And I was eating just the healthiest diet you could um, eat. And I was working out three, four hours a day. So I, I had a doctor that was an awesome resource. It was, he's a, he was a, a biochemist um, and he was one of my nutrition, uh, one of my dietetics professors and um, his name was Dr. Gazelle. This dude was a champion. Like he was like 30 years old, super genius and never gave you any information uh, unless he had a fucking like, unless he had like a fucking resource for you to go to, he would not like just tell you some shit. He'd be like, listen, like go to this, look at this. This dude was extremely smart. He was an awesome resource. And I went to him and I said, hey, here's the deal, man. I'm, I'm trying to get, I told him what I'm trying to do. I'm like, I have six months. I want to gain like 20, 25 pounds of, of muscle. So it's a preposterous fucking goal. And he was like, all right, man, like, listen, if you were to like break this thing down, like you're not getting remotely enough calories. And I was eating like 3000 calories. So he was like, yeah, this is not nowhere near what you're, I mean, if you, sh I'm showing him like what I'm doing, he's like, listen, you're working out. Yeah. I was waking up in the morning. I was doing like sprints. I was doing sack drills. I was doing sack drills in the morning. I was lifting in the afternoon. And sometimes I would do like cardio at night. I was just like, I, th I thought my mindset was more is better. More is better. You know, more is better to go ahead. He's like, listen, if you want to try to get, he's like, I, I won't even say anything to the exercise program. I'll just say, if you want to sustain that fucking crazy ass shit, then you're going to have to eat like six to 7,000 calories. So he said, Hey, he said, invest in fried chicken. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, invest in, that's what I remember. He said, invest in fried chicken, get a fuck ton of unsaturated, saturated fats and just fucking, just fucking go. Cause you're burning all this shit. Like, it's just like, just, it's just, shit's like cash flow. It just makes its way through. Like it's operational. You're never, it's never. So in any case, like I was like, okay. So he said, get like a bunch of, of oil, like uh, get a bunch of like healthy oils, like olive oil, vegetable oil, that kind of shit. And just start throwing it all over your food when you're eating. And, um, and it, it put it in my, I did, uh, I did like 48 pounds in six. I did 48 pounds of, uh, I did 48 pounds of mass, super mass gainer. It was a 1560, uh, 1560 calorie fucking shake twice a day. Jeez. I did this shit. Uh, I did this shit fucking for six months straight. No alcohol. I did about a gallon to a gallon and a half of water. And like I said, I had no, no life. And I did, I, I got up to 205. I, I got up to 205. I did underwater way in the lab, um, in the kinesiology lab in uh, Western Illinois university, Dr. Doms. Thank you for letting me use that. And, um, I did, dude, I, I dropped like I gained, I gained in that period, in that period of fucking crazy time. I gained about 20, 25 pounds roughly. I dropped like 6.5% body fat. Like, and I, I did before and after I did it from the underwater way in the lab. And I just had Dr. Doms run it, run it. So that way it was, it was accurate. Um, in any case, like that was from shoving fucking fat in my face on a regular basis. Like, yeah. I was doing about six to 7,000 calories, sometimes more. Um, and it was, the farthest thing from natural um, or sustainable that you could ever fucking Like I said, dude, it feels like a job when you're doing that, right? Yeah. Like I, I've, I mean, not to that uh, level, but I've definitely had uh, phases where I'm trying to gain weight and I'm, you know, I'm eating 5,000 calories or whatever, like 50% of it's carbs. Like that's 2,500 calories just from carbs. And I'm trying to eat like, you know, somewhat clean because I wasn't at the capacity that you're at. And so it's like those carbs have to be like potatoes and rice and oats. And it's like, right. you know how much rice is 2,500 calories. <laughs> like, and then I talk to people about that and they're like, you know, people that are in the normal diet and they're like trying to lose weight, stay healthy. And they're like, oh, I wish I could eat that many carbs. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Trust right, me, right. I've been there. Mm. Yeah, no, dude, eating a lot of carbs is fucked. It's like extremely, it's extremely difficult because it feels like you're blowing up like a balloon. 
You know what I mean? So, so yeah, with all, with all that being, but, but with all that being said, it's really, you have to start looking at, you have to start looking at like when you're, when you're doing an exercise program or whatever, you have to start looking at it like so much differently. So, so what's like the number one confusion that you're helping your, your, uh, your clients with right now with like, with diet, like, are, is it, is it like in weight loss? Let's say diet and weight loss. Yeah. I mean, I would say just in general diet. Um, <clears throat> I, I just had somebody I talked to a couple weeks ago. And they're coming up to me and they're, they're asking for them and, and they're, they're saying their sister was trying to lose weight too. I don't know her, but both of them were trying to lose weight and they were going out and they're like buying all the organic stuff. They're asking me about like non-GMO, GMO, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you are still coming to me and telling me you had cake for lunch or like after lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the biggest thing, and I kind of go back to it all the time is like, get the basics down. We have so much crap in this, uh, just in the society, there's so much information and it's like all this stuff is like supposed to be better for you. So people think they need to add that to their diet. There's all these supplements. I mean, I take supplements. It's great, right? But like if you can't get these basic things down, like you don't need to worry about the GMOs and the organic and the, you know, alpha brain supplements, whatever. Like that stuff's great, but that's great for that 1%. Right. Right? Like get the, get your basics down. You know, figure out how many calories you need in a day. Like you were saying, like you were way under, Right. Uh, making sure you're hitting those calories because, again, there's so many people that are underneath those calories because they think they need to eat nothing to lose weight. And it's like, yeah, you need to be in a deficit, but, like, you need to have enough calories to, like, be able to not be in this body mode where your body's just, like, starving, right? Um, so you got to find that happy ground. And everybody's going to be a little different. So sometimes it's trial and error a little bit. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is just getting those things down where we're getting all those macros. We're still getting the healthy fats and we're getting the carbs and carbs aren't bad. Carbs aren't bad. <laughs> fucking repeat carbs, that a couple man. times um just making sure we're not getting you know like the, the added sugars you know that's like when you have to worry about but if i'm eating you know how much fruit i eat in like given day like i get my carbs in from tons of fruit i get and there's tons of sugar in fruit right yeah. but it's good for you like fruit's good for you literally that's what it's made for it's made to eat and see how colorful it is it's made for us to pick and eat it so um i know that's my soapbox is like just Dude, just get these main things down and you're going to hit way more of uh, the points that you want to be at before, you know, you're doing all these supplements and all these extra things. Dude, you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right, man. I mean, here's the thing with nutrition. There, there's a, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated with, you know, nutrition, how nutrition helps somebody, um, how somebody helps somebody reach any of their goals. But I'm really just fascinated with like nutrition and why people are so confused and why people have such a hard time. And here's the deal, man, when it comes to carbs, like when it comes to to proteins when it comes to fads and all this stuff when it comes to supplements everything you were talking about that people are losing their minds over um they're losing sight in that like most of all you need to do um is just eat real food um and it's the processing it's the processed carbs that are bad even it's it, it's the it's like you know you, you do yourself some favor like the, the the thing is is that processed food fast food like these fucking um, trans fat oils that are like coming out of the, you know, like coming out of all these fast food restaurants that are, they're, they're fucking boiling all this shit. Like the, the processed, all of this inflammatory food, soda, sugar, added sugar is fucking killer when it comes to, when it comes to how, it, how it inflames your body. And then the lack of, the lack of like bringing in fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, cause the biggest thing is like, I look at like, what's the biggest problem for people and the biggest problem for pe for people. And this is the answer that I think you, that your, your, your business um, clean eats really solves. And I think it's the biggest issue that people have. And that is that people don't 
have the time to, to, to create, eat fresh food, fresh, real food. And so they're just doing what's they're, they're compromising their health and they know they are, but they're compromising their health based on convenience. And right now the most convenient food is food that comes out of a plastic bag mm-hmm. and, um, or, or out of a fast food window and drive through window and, and think that that's the biggest thing because when it comes to nutrition and like I said, I'm fascinated. So I, I, I you know, I created this gym here and I do like my one love is to find, watch somebody grow and understand and learn like like how to eat and how to exercise and actually get excited about it. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest issues are hydration, fresh food. Like these are, these are the two, two biggest things like hydration and fresh food, get rid of the processing and alcohol. So like that's, that's the biggest thing. And those are the biggest things because if you're doing processed, processed foods like sugar, like just covered in sugar and all your micro macronutrients or oh, sorry, all your micronutrients, like your vitamins and minerals are gone. So you're not helping your body facilitate your metabolism. So I, I always say like, okay, before you try to figure out what the fuck, you know, you're like, Hey, can I eat this banana? Like I heard that like you can't eat bananas because they have like GMOs in them or something. Like, eat the fucking banana. If it's a real <laughs> banana, Yeah, you know, like it's not a runt, you know, like those candy. Right. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it, it's exactly right. It's like, can you eat, I mean, can you eat, or not can you eat, but but you should just eat real food. Yeah. It's as simple as that. One just, of the things I, I uh, preach on is I'm like, hey, you know, like on the same thing, eating real food, right? Go to a grocery store and just stay on the outside. Straight. Like, what? think about everything that's in the middle. Obviously, there's probably a couple things, but like everything that's usually on the outside is fresh food. So like, why are you going down the middle aisles? Like, what's down the middle aisle that you can't make with stuff that's on the outside? Um, you know, obviously you have frozen food and stuff, which I think some people think frozen veggies are like worse than regular veggies. Like get the frozen veggies, man. They're a dollar. People think that eating healthy needs to be this expensive thing. Um, and I talk to people about this all the time. This might not sound like the most appetizing meal, but like, if you want to get real cheap, like I did in college, go out buy some, um, buy some tofu block of tofu is like 50 grams of protein. And then you can get frozen bag of vegetables for a dollar and you can get some rice for like 50 cents. You can literally have like five meals for $2 right? and maybe put some soy sauce on it or whatever you want for some flavoring, right? But like tofu just absorbs whatever, whatever flavor you cook. It's kind of like a mushroom, right? So, you know, if you really want to eat on a budget, like you can eat on a budget and eat healthy still. It doesn't have to be organic and GMO and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the thing we, we're trying to solve, like you said, with clean eats is just like trying to set people up uh, for success. So, you know, really our meals, like <clears throat> we still have meals that, you know, have like um, higher fats in it and stuff. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like if you're getting it from real food, we're not adding fats to those type of things. All it is, is, you know, all of our meals are going to be under 500 calories and there's gonna be certain macros, you know, each week there's six new meals. You can look at it. There's some meals that are going to be geared towards people that are trying to gain weight. Like look at the macros. That's why they're there. Don't just order all the meals. If you have a goal, look at the macros. Like you need to understand that we can help you with that. Uh, but there's going to be some meals that like I want to eat cause I'm trying to get stronger and I want more carbs, right? Vice versa, there's somebody else that's going to try to lose weight. Maybe they want less carbs, more fat, whatever, with their macros, um, and they need to make sure like they're getting those meals. So I think just those basic things definitely helps. No, dude, the, the the basic things are the biggest things if you think about it, and I think it's just a matter of convenience, man. And you're providing that convenience because, like I said, dude, here's the deal. You know, you know, I get people that ask me all the time, Jordan, what is it? What's the answer, man? How do I get fit? How do I get fit, man? And I say, what's the, what's the diet? And and then everything like that. I'm like, here's the deal, guys. Ready? I'm about to, if you do these things, because 
it's, it's really not a matter of knowledge. It's a matter of execution. So why don't you try to find a way to simplify it? And I can pretty much simplify it into this. Hydration, fresh food, regular activity. So get the minimum. And I'm going to give you guys these minimums here in a sec. And then sleep. You should be getting enough sleep. Um, these are the four things. And, and so basically water. Okay, you need to have half your body weight in water, half your body weight in pounds in water, plus 32, plus or minus, but roughly that. It, it's, it's almost a gallon or just a little under a gallon of water per day. And so only about, only about 22% of the U.S. population gets that. About 78% of the U.S. population is chronically dehydrated with water that comes right out of the tap. So water, first and foremost, before any, you do anything with your diet, you should be making sure that you're getting enough water, right? The second one is going to be like fresh food. So like, let's just break that down into fresh food is about two and a half cups of fresh, fresh, uh, fresh fruit and about three and a half to four cups of fresh vegetable per day. That's like, you know, not from a bag or like fucking whatever. But if it is from a bag, at least that's better than nothing. Right? Yeah, as I said, frozen is better than, than nothing, than like fried or like, well, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, but like, the, like you said, though, it's better. It's better than fucking, you know, getting, it's getting it from like the fucking, you know, top of your burger from McDonald's, you know, like your, yeah. <laughs> whatever that. Like my, when I grew up and my parents, uh, the only, the only veggie on the table was the iceberg lettuce salad. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. was the that. 80s. Yeah. You would like punch it and it would. But, like, you know, the ranch was fat free, so it's healthy. Yeah. There we go. Right, right. <laughs> That's, dude, we should talk about that. We should talk about like the trends because yeah. uh, in a second, but let, let's finish this out. So like, okay. So, so only 12% of the U S population gets that. So you, you're looking at almost nine out of 10 people not getting enough fresh fruits and vegetables per day. So almost no micronutrients. That's where all your micronutrients are coming from. So almost no micronutrients, um, are coming in. So, so now you, you're dehydrated and you're not getting any micronutrients. So that's bad news bears. And all that is, is eating fresh vegetables and fruits and, and drinking water. The, the next one's going to be, um, activity. So what does that activity look like? And I'm not talking about going to the gym and like fucking lifting a shit ton of weights. I'm saying like what you should be doing is 30 minutes of getting up to an active heart rate for every day, seven days a week. Well, What's an active heart rate, Jordan? Well, don't even look, even though everybody's got a, a smartwatch nowadays, you don't even have to fucking track that. But basically, it's roughly 65% of your heart rate max, getting it up yeah. to a 65% of heart rate max. Basically, it's a dedicated brisk walk for 30 minutes. So you're looking at basically 75, roughly 75, 76% of the U.S. population not getting that. So again, that's another three out of four people not getting that. So, and then sleep, like, I don't know if anybody gets enough sleep. I know I don't, but that's definitely something yeah. you should do, right? So those four things, if you want to get fit, do those four things. Now, like, let's look at that though. I mean, dude, nobody's getting enough. I mean, more, more people or less people, fucking eight, 90 fucking percent of the people aren't eating fresh. Mm -hmm. Like, and then three out of four people aren't eating an, or sorry, are not getting enough activity and then are chronically dehydrated and three out of four people get cancer. So, like, what do you think is going on? Yeah, and, and all that is only, you know, raising in the last, you know, 30 years, right? Right. So, it's obviously just our diet, overall diet and lifestyle. Right. Why is anxiety higher? Why is all this stuff higher? It's just more and more, you know, stuff is coming in into our lives, whether that's be through social media, whether that's right, through right. Uh, the TV. We just feel like we have to be always doing something, not sleeping, not getting that hydration, like, I mean, when you, when you break it down the hydration, like I drink five of these a day, that's about a gallon. Like that's like, that should be relatively easy. You know, the first couple of times you do it, it's like more or less getting into the routine of doing it, right. but it's not like you're forcing water down ever. 
Um, and then people tell me like, well, I just don't like to pee that much. And it's like, what? Like, that's a natural thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, go right. to the bathroom, man. Like you dehydrate yourself because you don't want to go to the bathroom. Right. That's, that's kind of interesting, right? Like I don't want to walk to the bathroom and use the bathroom. Like, because that's a, yeah. a that's a fucking, that's a very hard and Just an excuse. Right. I mean, Excuses. that's truly, truly. It's like the, the only one I'll give, the only one I'll give is once I start getting people on their water, um, you know, like they'll, they'll be, it'll keep them up at night. They'll like be waking up to take pee. Well, I'm like. Drink you, it earlier in the day. Drink it earlier in the day. That's, that's exactly right. You're, that's a fail. That's failing on the system, but that's not a fail on the thing that you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah. Change it up. You can still have a gallon. It's just change up how you, how you do it. Right. You know, yeah. like, and that's, and that's a lot of times that does happen, especially people at the beginning. Right. Cause they're like, they're not used to it. They forget to drink water all of a sudden it's 8 p.m they're like oh crap i gotta drink two more of these let's hammer it down and i wonder why i'm waking up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night um and i've done that too <laughs> like i want to get my gallon in i'm like crap and then all of a sudden i'm up all night but i have an eight-month-old daughter so i'm up all night anyway right 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 <laughs> well fuck yeah dude well hey congrats that's not this, so that's young dude yeah, yeah. good shit uh, yeah man so a hundred percent dude so you just have to have it out of the way before eight o'clock that's what i try to do but again like every once in a while it'll happen it's better than not having good health but i don't think that people realize just how beneficial it is to be hydrated, like how good that is. I mean, you could get worried, you could be all worried about like what supplements until like you already, you already talked about this, but until you, you are hydrated, you are eating the minimum in, in fresh food and you are fucking exercising, getting a, a brisk walk 30 minutes a day. Like you don't need to do anything else. Like you, there's no like exercise program that's going to be like going to be any better than what that is is going to do for you. There's no like food program thing that's going to be better than than what that is. Now here's the deal. Here's what I think is interesting about what you said earlier here, and I'll have you talk on this too. But like Clean Eats is a type of business that I think is going to be something that is almost. Oh, it's almost necessary. Do we, you know, for me, I'm working 16 hours a day, seven days a fucking week. I go nonstop and I want to eat fresh. So I use companies just like yours and having a meal, having a meal, having a fresh meal, a fresh meal that's prepared for you, that's made with good quality foods that I can just eat at night. Okay. It's not like a good, like, it's not like I spend two, three hours fucking cooking it up, cleaning it up. It's a, it's a lot to cook, clean, do all this stuff. And I need to be efficient because all of the stuff that's rolling into our lives. I mean, we're, we're just, dude, we're, we're busy people nowadays. Like no one's got fucking time for shit, especially like young people, like young people, they don't have like one person staying at home watching the kid and one person that's out working, dude, young people, like they're both working and then they're, they're figuring it out with the kid. And I don't even know, hopefully they, maybe they're just trying to fuck with their shift. You just explained my life. (laughs) Right figuring out with her kids she's not in daycare my wife works from home it's craziness right right you're, like you've <laughs> got to figure out how to make that work because the, the the cost of things is crazy now the the fucking you know it, it's just everyone's got student loans so it's not like one, not now it's like literally if you didn't have student loans yeah one person could cut their job out maybe but two people got to fucking work so you know and it's better to raise the kid like have the kid raise, be raised with you let's say and i'm 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 just thinking how the fuck do you find time to eat fresh fucking food, right? So that's what I always get is I get Mrs. Jones in here saying like, Jordan, I hear what you're saying, dude, but like I'm looking at like I'm a single mother and fucking I have fucking three kids and like I need you to tell me how I can do this like without all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. Like I I use these services and if you're good with your money, so if you look at your money and you look and you actually look at what the liability is for your groceries, then like you can see that because they'll be like, oh, well, 
clean eats is too expensive. Yeah. Like per meal. And it's like, okay, well, let's just take a look here at expenses. Like if you look at what your grocery liability is, there's a lot of fucking waste, especially if you're not, especially if you were, you're not looking at it. There's a lot of waste and it's going to be you know, roughly $400, but roughly a hundred to $200 depending uh, per week, but roughly like a hundred to $200 per week. We'll, we'll say that. So roughly for, let's say it's, it's $200 Let's say, let's make it easy and say it's $100 a week. So it's $400 a month. Well, if you just cut out like all the shit that you eat for dinners and then you pay for something that's $400 a month, let's say like yours is about $400 a month, you could cut out roughly $200 to $250 out of your grocery, out of your grocery liability and then only add about $150 onto your, about $150 a month onto your total grocery liability, making that $400 seem a lot less slash and it's more convenient and you're eating fresh Yeah, fresh I mean, foods. I see it as just like a, a time thing too, right? Like how much time are you saving doing that? So our meals oh are between $6.50 and $8.20 a meal. Like if you're getting more than $20, it's, it's $6.50 meals. So that's our cheapest option, obviously. You know, if you're not going to get 20 meals, find somebody else that will and then you're gonna, you guys can just buy them together and it's going to be cheaper, right? So... Six twenty a meal. Six fifty is the cheapest. Yeah, uh, six fifty a meal. Eight twenty is the most expensive. Guys, your meal should be five dollars a meal from the grocery store. Like, you can't beat that. That's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> the only way you can beat that is what I was talking about earlier. Where you're getting tofu and rice and frozen veggies, whatever. Right. So, like, you know, we try to keep it relatively low. Like, one of the benefits of us being a franchise is we're we currently have like seventy five franchises open, which is crazy because the owners are from Edwardsville. They started this. They started theirs about five years ago. It franchised a couple years ago and has exploded like since then. So they were in Edwardsville. Um, Edwardsville uh, owners, now Sarah, owners of Clean Eats, moved out to East Coast and started expanding out there. Um, and then they decided to franchise whatever. So, you know, it's crazy but because the amount of people we have, like we have way more buying power now because we have so many stores. So those like costs can come down and they can do things like – like the other day we had a, a company meeting and, you know, everything's going up. Prices are going up. We don't want to increase our prices on people because we think that's something that we want. Our, our goal is to make it affordable for everybody, right? So it's really hard with prices and chicken is through the roof right now and everything's going up. So we're trying to figure out ways to make it cheaper on our labor to be able to do that. So like, for instance, the owners came back and they uh, found a deal with a, a, um, a new, um, what's it called, a container company. That saves like 15 cents per container, right? It doesn't sound like a lot, but you end up looking at like one of the stores that's doing, one of the top stores that's doing, you know, thousands of meals a week. That's like $20,000 that they basically can save and not have to increase the price on food for the consumer, right? And so we're, we're staying at that same level. Um, so the owners have been doing a really, really good job of like things like that just to try to make sure we stay within those goals of trying to keep it affordable. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, fucking, I just, again, I have to just like 100%. I, I got to bring it back, back around to even if it was fucking $10. A meal, <laughs> I mean, fucking, even if it was because like uh, some of the meals that we have, they're like $11, $11.50 a meal. But, uh, you know, uh, the convenience of having it like shipped right to your door, though, every Saturday, every Saturday, Friday um, is fucking something different. Like, I, um, yeah, those are frozen, though. Right, right. Well, yeah. Well, see, that's the that's the bit, right? That's the bit. Like, it's a. Uh, that's my sales pitch, right there. Yeah, yeah. I move. I move all the way. I, I, I just like I move to one, one, one of these to the next one of these to the next one of these. I've tried them all. I just like think I kind of go around, and, and and I think that the, the here's the one thing. Here's the one thing for me. Like, there is no doubt. I don't think I'm ever gonna go. I don't think I'm ever gonna not be on one of these one of these like meal services. And this is part of the reason for contacting you. Actually, mm -hmm. was that like you know the number one problem I have with my clients 
is is convenience because they, they have they're busy as fuck, you know. And they're like they know they should eat fresh and they want to eat fresh. And um, you know, the number one thing is that they just they just don't have the time to make good tasting fresh food at their house. So they can they can revert, you know, to just doing something that can be thrown in the microwave, something that can just be thrown, you know, like taken out of a bag, this kind of shit. Or they just go through the the fast food restaurants because the fast food restaurants is fast food and it's cooked for you and it's it's relatively cheap. And so like you can you can do that and, and that's what's causing all of these issues. And I'm just like, dude, here's the fucking answer. Right the fuck here. Like clean eats. And like to your point, the bigger, the more people that buy into them, like the the cheaper they, they can become for you. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what's gonna happen. Um and I think you're getting in quick because I think right now with with the people who can afford this, you know, they're affording it because they can pay all the money to afford it, you know, um, extra. And then they're finding out after that, they, after they pay for it, that their grocery liability goes down and yeah. it's not so much on their bottom line as they thought it would be. But some people are just afraid that it will cost too much. Like I can't afford that. Like, you know, that's not something I could afford. It's like, you can definitely afford this. And I mean, I, just cause I'm like, I'm diligent with, with on being on top of like my, my personal liabilities. Like I'm fucking, I'm I'm frugal, man. I'll I'll spend some fucking cash money on some shit that I I want. Like I'm getting a uh, like I don't buy shit for myself, for, but uh, my I just crashed my Jeep, uh, my oh Jeep Liberty. I crashed it. I had it for like seven years though. I had a fucking badass deal on it. I had it paid off for two years, um, and I was just gonna keep driving that shit bucket for a while. And uh, <laughs> anyways, it, it it just got crashed. It just crashed, and I and I, I I'm gonna get a fucking Jeep Wrangler because I've been wanting a Jeep Wrangler now for like fucking years. So I'm gonna get that. So I'll spend some money on some shit that I want, you know, that like that I really want. But I don't. But I'm really, really, really like hardcore on my monthly expenses, and um, the liability is not that fucking bad, and no. it's unbelievably beneficial. So that was why I was like, yo, we need to get you guys in here. I needed to get you guys in here um, and st- partner with people who can offer these meals to my clients, because if you can get them eating fresh, just eating fresh. And even if it's like, okay, here guys, if, if fucking Brett can get you here eating fresh, like one day out of the week, two days out of the week, I mean, you're looking at 20, 25% of everything that you're eating for dinners. And that's fucking huge. Um, so one or two days, three days out of the fucking week, and you're eating fresh instead of that McDonald's because of the convenience bit, you're making a giant difference on your health. Yeah, and you're not eating McDonald's or like a, a lot of times with, with people, it's just skipping a meal too. They're like, hey, I didn't bring anything for lunch. I'm just not going to eat food. Well, that's going to affect your workout later, right? And you might not push yourself as much in that workout because you haven't fueled yourself since breakfast where you maybe had like a Pop-Tart or something right, or, right. Or, or something very small, even if it was good, right? And it's just not enough fuel. So again, going back to the making sure we're eating enough as well, it's just another thing. That's kind of how me and my wife use the meals. We go to Edwardsville. We've been going there for a couple of years now. And I basically just uh, use the meals for lunch and it's really easy to bring to work for me. And then I, when I go home, I like cooking. So me and my wife will cook dinner for each other. Um, and we'll meal prep dinner sometimes too. But I mean, that's, that's cheap for me then, right? That's five meals a week. It's not, and it's so, so much more helpful. And if, if I don't eat there, even if I go out and eat somewhere healthy, like I love crazy bowls I go there all the time. It's like 12 bucks when I get a meal or if I get the poke bowl, it's like 15. So I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, I could just get you know two days of meals and not get that. And it's going to pay for itself. So, um, that, that's the kind of thing I think about. And then also just, you know, you're going to have the people who, you know, they don't want to pay for something like this. But then they can go out and spend two hundred dollars at a bar, yeah, yeah. or you know, even if that if they're not in that scene or whatever, and they're 
maybe just trying to fill the gaps with supplements like we talked about, like how many supplements are out there that might work? Like even multivitamins, there's, there's research showing that they work. There's research showing it doesn't work. Um, if you're only eating, the, you know, if you're only have those multivitamins or your greens and reds, whatever, and you're not eating healthy around that, like you have nothing to absorb those nutrients with. Um, so I just think like people waste their money on that stuff all the time too, because they think it's just that quick fix. Yeah. And it's definitely not like, like I always look at it like this, like a, a supplement shouldn't like a, a supplement really shouldn't make up more than 25% of like what you're getting from real food, you know? So anytime somebody asks me about, do I need supplements? I usually say, uh, no, you don't need them. Like, can you use them? Yeah. I wouldn't like bank on that. They're going to get you to a place. Yeah. I mean, I use supplements too. Like yeah. you're saying, and you were talking about how you were eat, eating close to 3000 calories of supplements, but your goal was to have like right. 7,000 calories, which is ridiculous. Right. You need it at that point. Dude, that fucking, that was, that six months was fucking wild, man. Like that was not <laughs> it was a probably fucking, miserable. It was a miserable yeah. six months. Um, like on, on, on pretty much every level, but I had, so, I had the goal. I had to reach it. So I was like, but to, to, to that, to that, like that was fucking crazy. What I was, what I was up to there. But again, like that was like pinnacle. Like if you're trying to reach this thing, that's fucking crazy. Maybe supplement will help you reach it because you have to like, you have to optimize. I think about like supplements like this. There's, a fucking pyramid and this pyramid basically has like okay the bottom the biggest most important foundational stuff is going to be like your water it's going to be like getting your fresh fresh fruits and vegetables so you can get your micro macro or your micronutrients so like your your vitamins and your minerals and shit like that and then after that like you can you can go like okay now what specific fruits and vegetables like once you're hitting fruits and vegetables i don't give a fuck I don't even fucking care how you eat them. Like if you like, like I think that people think that fresh food, like, oh my God, that sounds fucking gross. Healthy food sounds fucking gross. Like some people even go like, yeah, that tastes healthy. And that's like a bad thing. Yeah. That tastes healthy. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or like, you know, like I was talking before with somebody else, you know, if I'm having like steak for breakfast with some eggs or something like that. And people are like, that's kind of weird. You're having steak for breakfast. I'm like, dude, you're having a donut, <laughs> but like a donut is way more normal for people to have right, breakfast or right. waffle or whatever. I mean, I love donuts and waffles. So don't get me wrong. Same I'm just, saying, just in general, like general health here, this is kind of what we're talking about, right? Um, it's just weird how in our society that's more normalized than having like, like you said, a bunch of fruit or, um, you know, like I said, steak and eggs for breakfast. Yeah. 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 And, and like, that's the, that's the, that's the confusion. The confusion is that, um, there's a, there's an ideology in Western, in the Western diet and that, that ideology is called nutritionism. And this basically is that the, the diet, people look at food, not for what the food actually is, but for what the food yields. So like, for example, you go to a, um, you go to a, a Chipotle and it says, pick your protein, you know, like, you're not, it's not like, it's not like pick your animal it's like pick your protein like because you're looking at meat as as not what it is but you're looking at meat as what it yields so like oh where can i get my calcium where can i get my carbs where can i get my that kind of shit and that confuses people because if you want to stop thinking about what the food actually is and it's not about the food it's just about what it yields like oh so you tell me that i need protein fuck i'll just get it from a fucking you know processed powder it's like no 
I'm telling you, you need to eat animal products, you know, or like yeah, I, real I eat food, real shit. Right. So, so like that is what causes a lot of confusion. So like that, that ideology is, uh, is what, what kind of capitalism has a part of that because it helps you sell the food. It's like, this is fortified with vitamins and minerals. It's like, yeah, which is, you won't digest those at all. But. Right. That's interesting. Right. Isn't that interesting? Like I mean, that yeah, totally makes sense. But if, yeah, like I was saying before, if, if you don't have the right fats or the right, like other nutrients naturally, you're not, you're like, it's not absorbing in, into your uh, cells like it's that's not how that works it's not how it works and and like i don't know this science like down to a t but um uh there's a there's a book called uh called the china experiment and this book is a, is a giant fucking book and it's basically it's on it's the biggest study ever conducted like on the planet to date on nutrition so um like in this book they talk about how basically you know, these fortify are these, these refined vitamins and minerals that are being added to shit. They're, they're, they're like, um, they're basically breaking down their bioavailability is so low by the time they actually reach your digestive system. Like they're not, it's not the same as going like, you know, if you take calcium and you just like your whatever, or no, let's say vitamin C, vitamin C, I think is what they used in the study where they were like seeing how available and how, how much it was actually being utilized in the body, like being like taken from a, uh, an orange and then like taking it from like this, this, just this, like the solid, like powder form, you know, crunched into a pill or whatever. Um, and they were finding that there was almost no fucking use. I mean, it was the same amount. It was the same density. They were, it was, it was extracted and refined and it was like, this was like a pure form. And then this was the real form and this was just not doing anything where, where this was doing everything. And, um, and so you're not, you're not getting it. These, these processed fruits, these processed vitamins and minerals are just not as bioavailable. They're, they're, your body really doesn't understand these things. And so it's not being, being, being processed. And we don't really understand how the phytochemicals in a like plant or vegetable can be digested and be utilized correctly. But if you think about it like this, you know, if you have a fucking, if you have micro, if you have like a, a fat, you have protein, you have, um, you have fat protein, you have carbs and it's like in a food and just it's processed as fuck. It's got no vitamins and minerals and it just jumps into the fucking body and it's got no, nothing around it. You know that that's going to be fucked up. The body doesn't really understand this. I feel like the the way you look at it is that the vitamins and minerals are like the the workers. That they're like the busy bees. They're like the people who are like loading the trucks and they're fucking you know bringing it in and out of the factories and they're fucking. So like when you just get a raw load of shit in your body with no workers, it'll just sit there, you know. So that's the way I kind of think about it. And so you're eating a processed food and it says it has a certain amount of like added vitamins and minerals. I mean, they're pretty worthless. Yeah. And going back to what you're talking about with that study, like, you know, if you do have those pills too, you don't know how they were processed. Like there's, there's different levels of supplements and how well they can, they, you know, can work for you, that bioavailability. And I think people always will just get like, not always, but people will get just that cheapest supplement. If, especially if it's their first time taking it or something, right. They'll go to Schnooks and get the off brand equate, Oh. vitamin C, whatever. And you're like, dude, that's vitamin C where like, you know, first off when it's by itself, like we were talking about, you're not going to absorb it well anyway. Second off, like that vitamin was probably like cooked. And I don't even know if there's that much vitamin C in it anyway. Like one thing I talk to people about when they're picking their proteins, if they are going to supplement like with my athletes, 
is like, you got to know like that supplement company. I look at for, there's companies that are good that aren't NSF approved, but just myself, I look at NSF approved supplements just because I know that NSF tests a certain way. And that's what all of the athletes had to have when they were in the minor leagues, when they were in college, that kind of stuff. Um, and basically with NSF, they can hop in at any point and test any of the supplements on the line so they can make sure what's in there is actually in there. So there's, you know, you know, like what the ingredients on that bottle say is actually what it is <clears throat> and vice versa. And also they, um, basically they make the protein company tell them where they're getting the protein from like a year ahead of time. And they actually have to plan out where that protein comes from and track it along the way. Right. Versus when you get cheaper proteins, a lot of times that protein that's not used will go over to China. China will cut it with whatever the hell they cut it with, probably just like powder and stuff gets sold back to other companies in America and other, in other countries. And since there's not that regulation with the supplement industry, they can literally re put that back into a, a protein powder, sell it to Walmart and be like, this is 40 grams of protein because at one point it was 40 grams of protein. It's not anymore. And the bioavailability is terrible because it was probably cooked like a super high temperature. Right? right. So it's like, you know, if you are going to get those supplements too, like make sure you're spending your money and like doing some research on it. Yeah, man. Um, just, I, I want to ask you about that, that, uh, that, um, that regulate regulatory organization, but, um, see like if you know a little bit more about that, cause I, I, I know a little bit about it. But there's other ones too, but that was just the one that I know. So I just follow that one. That's what we use when we were, again, when we were in minor league baseball. No, that makes sense. No, a hundred percent. Like that, that makes like, that makes total sense. And I, I think that, uh, you know, the thing with supplements again, like you said, is that it, there's a, uh, there was a, a bit out of ACSM, I think it was ACSM, the, the American College of Sports Medicine, that was talking about how basically all of these these supplements that are on the stores, all these supplements that are in random stores, they're basically like one out of every 10, or sorry, sorry, one out of every three supplements you grab at random either have something in it that it doesn't say or doesn't have something in it that it does say, like one out of three. So it's like a 33% chance because of this, this, this like super underregulated, like super sketchy. It's not regulated. Like it's, the government doesn't do anything with it. The government right. steps in with the supplement industry. If something happens, like somebody dies from a supplement, right. then they're going to come in and be like, like if there's an adverse effect, right? Like what was it? Ephedrine, right? For like fat loss. I think it was like hydroxycut used to have like something in it. Yeah. And then they changed it. Or like NO Explode used to have something in it. Um, do, nah, do you remember? Um, that's do, illegal now. <laughs> I know. Dude, dude fucking um, Jack 3D. Do you, yeah, remember, do you exactly. remember Jack 3D? Oh, yeah. They Same took thing. that shit off the fucking, that shit was, you could go to your local GMC, like in 2011, they took it off the, took it off the shelf in 2011. It had, it had the same, it had uh, chemical compounds in it that were identical to, I think pretty close to, they're the same thing as, um, as meth. I mean, yeah. these guys were fucking selling meth out of a fucking, and yeah. it's like people were losing their shit. I remember taking that shit for football games. And oh yeah, just, and just be like, "Fucking let's fucking go." Yeah. <laughs> Jack 3D. That yeah, that was college, and then uh, Inno Explode was like the first. Was the first uh, at least for me pre workout that I remember even seeing, and then Jack 3D came right after that, and then both of them basically got pulled off the shelves, and then Inno Explode came back out with whatever was in there that they made them take it out. Um, and you know, now it doesn't have meth in it. So that's probably good. Right. Right. It's, it's, probably, <laughs> it's probably good. Yeah. Or it's probably bad. I don't know. It's like, it, it, I don't know. Like I don't even know why we were taking pre-workout. We were 19 years old. Like right. Jesus Christ. Like you can't get, you can't get excited enough for, like you said, a football right. game or for a workout. And that's why I tell the kids when they come in and they're like, like talking about either drinking like tons of coffee or they're talking about like they're tired and they need uh, pre-workout or whatever. I'm like, you're 14. Like, what are you doing? either outside of here that you need, feel like you need a pre-workout 
or what are you not doing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, having those conversations, it kind of just sparks conversations with the kids then trying to figure out, okay, how can we fix this naturally? Because you should not be that fatigued. No, a hundred percent. Um, I got in trouble actually when I, when I was in football, I, I was like, I was, you know, after practice, I went out to my car and I, I forget my keys or something. I left my bag somewhere and somebody grabbed it and, um, they brought it back to the school and I, I just thought somebody stole my bag. I was like, fuck, somebody stole my bag. When I got back to my car, so I was like, son of a bitch. Okay. Well, whatever. And so I, I don't have my bag now. Anyways, and my supplements in it and I get called down to the office like the next day. I was, this was high school. And they were like, yeah, you know, you've got this supplement in your bag that we found. They found the bag. Somebody must have been like the janitor. And um, it says you have to be 18 to use this. So I got like, dude, I went to, and it was, uh, it says I had to be 18 to use it. It was, it, I can't remember, some kind of pre-workout, you know, whatever. And I had to go to the drug class. Like I had to go to this like thing because I got suspended for three days for having like a substance that I was like an illegal substance. It's not me. illegal though. So, right. Like what the hell? Were right. they, what were they standing on their ground that they're standing on? It's oh, crazy. It was so funny. I, I had to go to this fucking, I had to go to this table. I had to do it once a week, every week for like two months or three months or something like this. I had to go to this, this thing and I had to sit down and be like, hi guys. Uh, I didn't tell why I'm here. Like I'm here because I had a uh, pre-workout supplement in my bag that uh, they found. <laughs> and then people probably thought you were on like steroids. They're like right. thinking, like needles and stuff. You're like, it was just um, like Jack 3D. Right, it was Jack 3D, which was pretty close to fucking meth. Yeah, so. <laughs> at the time we didn't know that. At the time we didn't know. It was just like, but it is, but it is crazy. The fact that that could be, but the fact that that could be a thing. And like, to your point, I think the FDA, I think, and I, I could be wrong about this, but like you said, if there's not two like directly related near death experiences or death experiences or that are that are direct death cases that are directly related like the fd won't even look into it so like you you really really need to be like when it comes down to any any supplement you need to be like really careful because you're always taking a risk and no matter who tells you like hey like this will help you. They really don't know. And the reason is that there's not enough clinical evidence or clinical science out there, unless there's some that I don't know about now. Um, but that shows that any of these work. The only the only supplements that show that there's any real clinical evidence that I can say with confidence that, that help you is fish oil supplements, um, creatine, and um, and creatine hydrochloride to be more specific, and um, uh, fucking multivitamins. So Protein. And yeah, well, protein will, protein will help you, right? Yeah, but, and caffeine. But like, I think that... <laughs> caffeine works. I think that protein though, protein's like a, if you have like a, if you have like a macronutrient that you're bringing in, it's, it's kind of like, it's, of course it's going to work, you know, it's like, yeah. you're going to absorb all of the protein and, yeah. but it's like, is a protein supplement going to make you gain muscle? Yeah. Right. It's like, maybe not. Especially like if like you're trying to lose weight and you're like supplementing protein for some reason, like you might just be doing that so you're not sore. Mm-hmm. So like it might be just for recovery for the muscles and injury prevention. So it's like, does protein help you do those things? It's like, yes, they do because protein is a central macronutrient. Yeah. That, so it's like, it's not really like the supplement itself, particularly as much as I feel like that's like the, the macronutrient that that you have to have in your, your blood. But I'm talking more about like these astra- abstracts, but I are these refined supplements, but I suppose that that is what protein would be. Yeah. I mean, and I was, I would say that to my athletes too, is like, you know, these are the set things like you were saying that like undoubtedly work. Creatine is always on the list for me. But like I said, just a second ago, like, I mean, caffeine is on that list. Like it, it does work straight, it straight, straight for, um, I'm not saying it's necessarily always like the healthiest thing, but that that's, uh, yeah, you're drinking, <laughs> but that's, that's something that, 
does work as far as a performance enhancer. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, caffeine is an interesting, right? An interesting one. Like too much caffeine can be bad, like in one in one go. But I think, like, I talked to a dietitian, like, not too or, well, not too long ago. I've I've known the guy my whole life, but I, I had a it was like one of my first uh, one of my first talks, and with caffeine, he's like, I asked him, I said, you know. Like how much caffeine should somebody have on a daily basis? Because everyone's fucking everybody drinks the fuck out some caffeine, and they're always at, like, how much caffeine? Kind of scared what the answer is, <laughs> right? So just because so, I know how much I'm drinking, <laughs> right? Right, I know, I know. So I mean, he he sort of put it like this: if you don't have more than fifty milligrams of caffeine, like within like an hour or so, so just say you just do fifty milligrams of caffeine, you could have fifty milligrams of caffeine every hour continuously. You know, if it's that. Should you do like 200 to 350 milligrams of caffeine right to the dome, like right now? Probably not. That's probably not great um, if you keep doing that re- regularly. But if you if you take caffeine and you spread it throughout the day in small doses, like you could do that for the rest of your life with very little health effects um, or adverse health effects. Um, but the max, if you were going to go with like, what what do they say? What does the American recommendations, what are the American recommendations? Um, for the minimum, it's 350 milligrams a day is what Shit. you try to keep it under. Definitely over that. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, I wake up and have a coffee and I, I put some protein powder in it and mix it up. Just, honestly, I do that for the flavor. It kind of tastes like a mocha and it's better than actually pouring in like sugar and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'll have, you know, coffee before I work out. If it's leg day, maybe I'll have some pre-workout and then maybe some coffee later in the day. But I, I always do cold brew too, which is like way more caffeine as well. Right. Um, I need to, I've, I've been thinking about that for weeks now. I'm like, dude, I need to do less caffeine. And then like, I have nights like last night where I was just like super tired when met up with my sister and brother-in-law for dinner. And I was just like, oh, I need a cup of coffee, had it. And then we ended up getting home at like 10 o'clock and I'm just like still wired or not wired, but I, I couldn't sleep. Right. And so then it's affecting the next day and your nights so and you need more caffeine. It's just an endless cycle kind of thing. So Gee, you got to break it sometimes. It just keeps making it. Yeah. It just keeps making its way. It's like, it's, but everybody, it's like everybody's caffeinated nowadays, you know, like everybody is like caffeinated at, at some level. So it's just kind of like the normal way of being. I, I think that I wouldn't want to not be caffeinated at this point. Like there's no... I'm just going to be regularly caffeinated. I'm just going to get like a, a, a yeah. fucking... I'm scared to what not being caffeinated is, is going to feel. <laughs> so I, I had some caffeine before I got here. <laughs> Straight up. No, I feel that. Like I say, like I just have like, I just have like regular caffeine just flowing in like so that I can stay at this high level of energy. All right. So, so like, dude, with the business, so like, yeah. dude, it's been a long process. Um, how long do you have? I mean, you were painting today before you came in. So yeah, like got, how long? I got paint all over my hands. So yeah, yesterday, man, we got, we got a delivery yesterday. We were supposed to get three trucks. We got two. Everything's fine. I'm not panicking. It's okay. Just keep telling myself that. No, uh, right, we, got, right, uh, right. we had like a lot of the big stuff was delivered yesterday, which was awesome. Um, so the way that we're going to have it is basically when you pick up the meals, there's refrigerators behind like the point of sale area. Um, and you just go up, tell people your name cause you ordered online. We don't do like subscriptions or anything. So everybody kind of can get however many meals they want. Fridges really? are back there. Yeah. So there's three sets of fridges and basically each, um, fridge is like a double door. So each door will have like whatever meal in it. So if you come up, I'll look up your name and it's like, Hey, this is what they ordered. And we just stack it in a bag for you and you head out. Mm. Um, if you had like a specialty meal, uh, we just do those on Tuesday pickups. So we make those Tuesday morning and, um, or Monday night, depending on how many we have. And then that's like, if you wanted extra protein, low carb vegetarian, or if you had some kind of dietary restriction, just reach out to us and we'll adjust for you. Um, and you'll just pick those up on a special day. But we had those three refrigerators delivered 
like I said, all double doors, they're massive. And then we have three freezers as well. So basically every week when we have the meals, whatever meals are left over, we put in the freezers. Uh, we also have some we make for the freezers as well, just so there's a bunch of options. Some people really like the options and be able to come in and just like look at, you know, 12 to 15 different varieties of meals and pick some out. Those are marked down a little bit just because they're frozen. Um, everything's made fresh in the back of house and stuff. So we had like our oven, our griddle, like, um, all this kind of stuff was delivered. It was, like I said, it should have been three trucks full. We still had two truck fulls. And so it was a ton of stuff. Um, and then today started priming the walls, getting some paint, um, getting that all in this week, hopefully. And, uh, my goal is to get some training going first week of May and open up second week of May. Uh, but it really just going to depend on, once we start getting the city in there, obviously like, you know, they've already been there once and looked at certain things and obviously they just have their nitpicking stuff. So then you have to go change it. And part of the process I'm sure you guys had here too is, um, they're like, I don't like how this is set up or. Yeah. Like the zoning stuff. Yeah. yeah and like there, there was one thing they had, um, they had this real ugly, like wood paneling on the lower part of the wall all the way around. It was an old Chinese restaurant. Okay. So it was just like yellow and gross. I'm like. We could have painted over it, but I think it would have looked like crap. So we just ripped it off, and then they had to replace all the drywall down there, right? So when when the inspectors came in, they saw the lower half of the entire wall was drywalled, and they were like, what are you guys trying to get over on us? Like, they thought that, like, something was sketchy or, like, there was flooding maybe or something like that. Yeah. And we, we just, like, drywalled over it. So they actually made us cut open a piece of the drywall to, like, look inside oh, and show yeah. that it was, like, done right and everything. Which, you know, they're just doing their job. Right, right. But that's, like, stuff you don't think about, right? Dude, it's fucked, man. It's, like... When I opened this place up, I had a, there was no ducts, there was no air ducts. And, uh, so like, it was just like an intake and an out and an output, like kind of just right in the door, like over there. So like, there was no circulation over here whatsoever. Jesus. And I made this, hot. Like, so yeah, it was bad. It was fucking bad. Actually, when I moved here, like it was just a situation where I had to leave the gym that I was working at and I took all my clients here. I lost about 50% of my business. So I didn't have any, excuse me, I didn't have any, um, time to do any of this shit i mean it was like literally it was about five weeks of just all out effort to get like just the little bit of thing. i was it's funny to see like the, the the studio now and where it's where it's been just through the through the the years but there was like nothing in here i only had like there was three machines right there and the um the rack, uh, rack right there and everything there's all you nothing. need man there's nothing over here now you got it's too fancy now you know too fancy right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> need to get some graffiti in here get some rusted bars maybe right right exactly like that but no so so no i totally feel it it, I, it took six months to it took roughly six months until i had my zoning here but i was doing business out here the whole time yeah we we did uh so we started our lease like in november thinking that we'd put in for our permits get that back start construction construction was gonna be like a month month and a half Permits took two months to get back. So yeah, man. And you can't do anything at the time. So I was just, we were just sitting there like just wasting time. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> that, that was frustrating. I was sweating because I was just waiting for the fucking, the, the, the code people to come in and give me a, give me a, a code for, or give me a, a violation for running people through, through workouts in here with, with none of the shit all done, you know? Cause I, I had no choice. I was like, dude, I got to bring money in, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. so I didn't have it all. I didn't have everything until about six months of doing business out of this place. So like, I totally, I totally get that. And it's fucking crazy when you start doing business, you know? Um, it's fucking crazy. The journey, man. The journey. Are you uh, are you excited about this? Is this the first time you've like ran a business? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always done like personal training stuff on my side, so similar like what you were talking about. But that's always either been out of another gym or it's been online. Like I'm still running programs online, um, but that's nowhere near obviously like the liability issues that you have as far as like money liability or just running a place like if something goes wrong, right? Like it's easy kind of get in and out with training, but like this is the first like you know brick and mortar like business that I'm going to be running, and that's why I'm really thankful that I have my partner who. Um, he has a finance background and then he's a tax lawyer now. So he's, he's been diving into all that stuff and telling me what we need to do and what we shouldn't do. Cause I'm like, I have no clue, man. And I've known him forever. So, um, that's going well. And then I'm kind of just doing stuff like this and meeting and greeting people and, uh, you know, talking about nutrition. So it's a good partnership. No. Yeah, man. Uh, dude. So, I mean, are you still going to be training people? Are you going to train people? Yeah. So I'm still going to be working at, I work at Mercy Sport Performance. Okay. Like we talked about early, earlier. Um, so I'm still going to be running that. I'm actually the GM out there. Um, so that switched over the summer. We kind of switched stuff around. So we got a new head coach. Um, they offered me a, a GM spot, which is really nice because I kind of I can still coach because I want to. Um, so I still right. coach a handful of classes, mainly are like rehab classes um, every week. Um, but I have a lot more free time to you know. There's admin work that I can kind of do like whenever if I need to do it at home at night. Like I'll do it at home at night. For me, it gave me more uh, freedom that I've never had because as a coach, your schedule's crazy, right? So for me, it was more freedom where I could actually go home, help my wife, take care of my daughter, that kind of stuff, which was awesome. Um, so I've been doing it. It's been really weird not coaching as much as I'm used to, um, but it's been good because, again, I can spend more time with my family. So I'm utilizing that um, and kind of just working my schedule around that. My wife quit her job at Boeing, and she's uh, going to be working up at the restaurant, and then we had a GM as well. So we'll kind of be, uh, like me and her will be going back and forth between the restaurant, and then we'll have the GM there like, uh, you know, six days a week and then some some half days and stuff. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. You guys are getting into getting into it, man. That's, I mean, that's a that's the, the craziest fucking thing, like getting into business, jumping into it. You guys got a fucking kid. You're trying to make this all work. It's good that you guys work together. So like that makes it good. Maybe. I don't know. It's going good so far. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, man, dude. So I mean, fuck, it's been, man, it's been like an hour and 20. I got oh, a couple damn. more, just a couple more, a yeah. couple more like topics to dive into. So, I mean, um, cause I mean, we, we talked about the business. I, I really think that this is uh, going to be super successful for people. I think that this particular market, we need more people in this market. This needs to be available. Like, and it needs to be local like local and needs to be available. So I love this. And that's why I wanted you to come in again. I oh, appreciate it. Um, but I always like to get into like a little bit of the deeper questions, like, you know, aliens um, people, right, right, right. Exactly. You're a real talk, <laughs> real talk though. I want, I want to do, I want to do a fucking, I want to find like people who are like astrophysicists or something and just have a podcast that's on my, on my personal Instagram or whatever the fuck where I can like, we just, we talk about, we just started off with like, so like, what about the aliens? Let's go. Like, I want to know, I want to know the facts about the aliens, yeah. but, uh, are we in a simulation? Are we in a simulation? I fucking, I don't know. I think so. Do you, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? Yeah. Dude, I just went to, I saw Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I was Thursday upset. I, I, I heard he was here and I didn't even know it was coming. Best fucking thing I've ever yeah. went to see. my buddies went. Dude, un-fucking-believable, un like watching that dude. And I was like, you know, taking notes on like, dude, the way he gets into different concepts of like, so he basically, I've read both of his books. So his second book, Beyond Order. Um, basically he did a, he, he, he did a lecture on one of the chapters. The chapter was, um, was, um, drop your ideologies. So drop your ideologies and, um, dude, to, to string together the concepts like this dude just thinks at such a deep level that like, you know, when he was talking about like these different concepts, there was definitions of things that he would be like, here is the definition of this thing and talk about 
that in depth so that you can understand the depth of the definition of that concept that allows you to think in de- more depth by the concept he was talking about. So like following it, you had to sh- almost string it together. Going back through my notes, it's almost like putting one, two, three, four, and how all this makes sense to like the, the end. And um, I've not seen like that kind of, that, that kind of Jordan Pearson before. Like I've, I know all of his stuff and in his book, but like seeing him just think like it's in, and then explain something based on just thought his thoughts alone was a, it was fucking unbelievable. I don't know how else to say it, but other than just like watching a human being think like that and, and to the depth of the knowledge and understanding of like the stories and the concepts and the, and the, the philosophy, the psych, the psychology of all of that, like was just, uh, something I definitely recommend. And I think I'm going to try to find more of these motherfuckers. Like where the fuck are some of these, more of these motherfuckers? I want to have conversations with people like this, you know, but, uh, so where I, are the physicists? Where are the physicists at? Come out. I, come comment, talk with me. Yeah, comment below. Comment below. Tag your physicist friends. If you know your physicist, if you know your physicist, if you know your physicist, <laughs> your nearest uh, fucking theoretical physicist, tell them I know right here, Big Fitness. Uh, but anyways, like, so when, when it comes to success, when it comes to success in eating healthy, when it comes to success in in improving the performance of your body, like, what is the main thing? What is the, what is the main thing that it requires a person to do? Like whether it's, I'm going to improve my performance. I'm going to improve my diet. I'm going to lose fat. I'm going to gain muscle. What is the one thing that is remains true for every one of those goals? I think that uh, a successful person has. I mean, I think overall it's just like eating in, I mean, eating in moderate, not moderation necessarily, but I'm trying to think of the right wording here, but like, you know, eating everything, like don't cut out something, right? Like I'm personally don't like the ideas of like the vegetarian, the vegan, the this, the that. Cause I'm like, we need all those things. Like you need nutrients from like actual beef, from fish, from real vegetables, from real fruit, from nuts, from this, from that. Like I think taking a little bit of everything and, you know, having a full diet of real food is really just the biggest, the biggest piece of that. And at that point, depending on what your goals are, it's just the amounts of things. Yeah. But I think you need all of it at all times. And because otherwise your body's not functioning properly. Right. So, I mean, if somebody's trying to lose weight, if somebody's trying to gain weight, really they should be eating the same stuff. It's just the amount of what that stuff is. You know what I mean? So somebody who's like successful, like in, in like reaching the goal that they set, like, what do you think it is about that person? What do you think it is about those people? What's the, what's the, I mean, I think think mindset is? is a huge piece of it. Like when, you know, when we talk about, I don't know, sometimes it's hard. Like you, you probably know this as a trainer too. You have people coming in and they're like, Hey, why am I not losing weight? Or why am I this and that? And you know, it's because like when they're not with you, they're not doing the things that they said that they're going to do or that you told them to do or whatever. And it's like trying to figure out how we can change their mindset to actually want to do that. You know, that old uh, verbiage, you can, you know, you can, uh, what is it? <laughs> Lead a horse to water. Right. But if they don't want to drink, they're not going to drink the water. Like I can't force somebody to eat what they need to eat and to drink what they need to drink. So they have to change that mindset either with me or like on their own and flip that switch and make that decision that, you know, like you did, I'm going to gain 20 pounds. I'm going to change my lifestyle right. and gain 20 pounds. Like people that are really trying to lose weight, like the people that have been successful, whether it's in sports, whether it's in gaining weight or losing weight, like they have to be able to flip that switch and like really go after it. And if you're just like half in, your results are going to be the same. They're going to be half in, um, you know, and you just have to, you have to go all in just like my business model. Like I said, like, you know, at one point it's like, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know what's going on. We just got to do it and you got to go all in and do it. 
Um, I would say that's the biggest thing really on any level. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Uh, I've got this thing like where I, I think that to get better at anything, like to improve anywhere, to be successful in anything, you have to give it life by, by giving it a pulse. And so what I mean by that is, you know, when you start doing something on a weekly basis, same time, same day, and you just show up, like no expectation to like what it's going to be, but that you show up to it regularly each week you give it a pulse and that pulse starts to beat, starts to pump the blood, starts to turn that thing and give that thing life, give, give that thing you're trying to do life. And it's that consistency, man. It's like, but that consistency, I think that you get that creates the pulse comes from you finding ways to feel good about the thing that you're doing. So for example, then the British journal of behavioral psychology just came out with this. There is a person who, um, they found that was basically, and this is going to roll back to, to, to habits, but this person was basically, um, they were racking up debt so that they could pay it off because they felt really good when they paid that last payment. So they were motivated by this emotion. We're all very emotional creatures. So I find what's interesting about people who are very successful is they find a way to feel good about the things that they need to do. So like why people don't like fresh food. Well, first of all, your language, if your language around fresh food is that it's gross, then you associate with eating food that you don't like. So you don't even experiment with trying to make it taste good. Or having something different. Like, have you had all the vegetables that are out there? Probably not. Like most people aren't going to try something that they haven't Try well. I mean, again, people in that mindset aren't going to try new vegetables because they don't like this old vegetable or whatever it might be, or different ways of cooking it. And it's like there's there's plenty to experiment with. Like go out there and and if it's not your type of uh, of meal or whatever, or if it's not your fruit or vegetable you like, try another one. If it's not your fitness journey you like, try something else. Go out and run. Go powerlift. Do CrossFit. Go out, just go on a walk. Right. Like put a weight vest on. You want to walk with your wife and your dog. Like, you know, find something that resonates with you and that you're going to do on a day-to-day basis. And like you were saying, like building that heartbeat, you know, I have athletes and people that sometimes will like text me like, Hey, I'm kind of sore. I'm not going to come in today. And I'm like, no, 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 come in today. We'll like, we're going to adjust stuff. I don't care if we don't really do like a workout. I want you to feel better the next day. And I want you to come in and be used to coming in on a regular basis. Don't skip it because you're sore, you know, like still do something. Yeah, truly like get, get rid of the fucking cut the, cut the expectation of like the, you know, like, People think that they got to go into the, every time they go to the gym, it's got to be a PR, you know, yeah. it's like, you just got to go. You gotta oh, keep... wait, it doesn't? Right, right. Yeah, I know that. I just, I, <laughs> it's fucked. I, I, just, I get fucked. All of my workouts are just like fucking, like they feel great and I'm always getting stronger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I never fail, right? I never fail. Never fa- That's the thing with like, well, you, I'm sure, I'm sure they think, dude, the success in fucking anything is relentless failure and like relating that, that relentless failure into like, like having the mindset of, dude, that failure, I fucking love, I fall in love with failure. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Cause I know. And I think, like for me, like I always try to bring a positive attitude to really everything I'm doing. Like we were talking about, uh, we're moving those refrigerators yesterday. Yeah. I remember when I first got there in the morning, it was me and it was our new GM who, like, you know, we've had conversations. Obviously, we hired him and stuff, but he doesn't really know me, know me, he hasn't worked with me yet. And we're there and he's like, how are we getting these inside? And I was like, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, we'll figure it out. And he was just like, you could tell he was like worried about the whole situation because we just had this truckload of refrigerators dropped off. And we ended up getting one of the uh, the guys that works there. He helped us out too, whatever. And he was even saying, he's like, dude, I think the positive mindset that you're bringing is helping this out. He's like, because I don't think anybody thought this was going to happen except for you. And I was like, 
yeah, and then it, like it, it did happen. Like, and if you do fail, like you can learn something from that as well. There's, but there's going to be adversity in life, and you know, I think coming to that with a positive attitude is going to be way better than just coming to something assuming you're going to fail and always being negative about that failure. Dude, a hundred percent. Like having that positive mindset, having that positive energy is fucking everything, man. I mean, like they're the way that I look at it, man. I mean, we, we, fucking. We, what do they say? We it, like for me and you to be sitting here talking with each other is like four hundred trillion chance to one. It's like, like, dude, if you really got deep into thinking about what this experience really is, if you're just looking at science, is basically your brain using like your eyes and your ears, your nose, your mouth, and it's basically getting the best possible idea of what's happening. Like you don't even, you're not even really kicking it here with me. Like the way you think you are, like you're just your brain absorbing random sensory information and sending something back out. Cause if you cut your eyes out or your nose or your mouth or your ears, you, you would be perceiving this situation completely differently. Cause your brain would have this would have like far less, far less like sensory information to actually give you a good picture of what's happening. And so like, if you have all of those things, and you're here kicking it. Like you should just be like, wow. And like, this is a, this is kind of the deal. If you think about most of things, they're all just an illusion. And I can kind of give you an idea. The first person shooter, like video game, dude, this fucked me up. And now I can't play first person shooter games anymore. This has got like you, you, you know, you're looking at the, the pointer and you're looking yeah, around yeah. the world, right? You're not looking around the world, man. The fucking, it's the center of the screen and you're just manipulating the, the world just moves around the middle of the screen. So the person's arms that you see are just off to the, off the corner and the, the, the little fucking dots right there, but the arms don't actually move that. I mean, outside of just whatever they're doing. And then the fucking thing stays right there and the world just moves around that screen. So I'm basically completely fucked because now every time I'm looking at it, I'm like, fuck, this thing's not actually moving. I'm moving the world around the fucking dot. <laughs> so it gives me a fucking headache. It gives me a headache. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, but like, think about that. Like that's just an illusion. The brain plays. Pretty much everything around you is as well. So like if you can just think about like how lucky you are to have this experience and like you really just try to be positive about everything. And I don't see where I really don't see where the benefit is in ever looking at something in a negative way or or like like shooting something down. I'm very much like a fuck your facts mentality kind of person. And I think if you just tell yourself like I'm just going to say how can I in every situation and just attack the how can I as opposed to the this is how I cannot yeah. like, then you will just, dude, you will just accomplish on some next level shit. And like I think you, being, you know, it's okay to have those emotions too. Like, right. Like we, we talk about being positivity and stuff like negativity and anxiety or depression or all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's okay to be frustrated with things, but I guess, you know, give yourself time to be frustrated and then you need to get back to that like positive mentality. Right. So if something fails, okay, let's take a few minutes we can be frustrated with it, and then we need to move on and figure out what the next step is. We can't just stay in that frustrated state because then that's just going to fester to other things in your life, other relationships in your life, and then you're going to start failing at something else maybe, and then that frustration just keeps increasing. So, you know, there's no point to stay within those um, those upset or frustrated moods, right? But I think feeling them is still a very natural thing. So I think that's something we need to talk about as well because it's like sometimes people – <clears throat> who have trouble being positive, like hear that from people like me and you who like have a good idea of being positive, but like I get frustrated, I get pissed off still, but it's like, I, I have the ability to then move on and be positive about what the next thing's going to be. Right. And I think that's what you need to tell yourself is like, you know, feel those emotions. They're okay. 
move on. Let's, let's get that next, uh, whatever that next goal is. Yeah, man. I totally just saw this thing too. And I can't remember where it's from. So I take it with a grain of salt, but it was, it was definitely a journal. TikTok. Uh, TikTok, uh, <laughs> Instagram reels wisdom. Like, so so anyways, like it was that basically, you know, 75% of, um, shit. Well, fuck now. I'm now I forgot after saying that joke, I totally forgot what the fuck, what were we talking about before that? What was the thing you said before that? Uh, negativity, not being negative. Oh, fuck. Simulation, man. Bitch. There was an error. There was. That just, dude, it's fucking crazy the brain does that. Like, I was just about to fucking tell you some fucking badass. What were we talking? We were talking about negativity and positivity. I was just talking about how people need to stay, or like, need to feel those emotions. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. okay, so, okay, so, no, it's more than that. So, it's not 75. 75% was a, a different thing. So, 95% of successful people in every endeavor... Like there's some one thing that's always in common with almost every single 75, not about 95% of people. So that are successful in the endeavor they try to reach. Like that's, that's like monetarily and like spiritually. Um, the one thing that these successful people have in common that reach this high level of success um, doesn't have anything to do with where you came from money wise, where you grew up. Doesn't matter what region you grew up at, you know, it doesn't matter none of this stuff. The one thing in common with all these people that are super successful, it doesn't matter how, 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 how smart you are, how much you know about business, it doesn't matter about none of that shit. Your success is 95% of the time going to be predicated on your emotional intelligence, your ability to be aware of when your, bo- when your body's having an emotion and then what you, re- what you then respond with and not what you would react with. Because no matter how smart you are, if you freak out and lose your shit and like start to fucking be a, like act irrationally, you know, based on an emotion, like somebody does something, if you let an emotion like take over like your actions, then your actions or your thoughts, even if your emotions take, take control of your thoughts and your thoughts take control of your actions, you'll get into this crazy loop of, of negative spiral shit. So you, you have to have an awareness of when this emotion shows up. You have to have an awareness of the thoughts that pop up after the emotion and see if they're even rational. And then you have to make a response. And there's this amazing thing that, that human beings have that, that fucking other animals don't. It's maybe the one thing that really sets us apart from other animals. And that's the ability to utilize and be aware of the space between stimulus and response. When we have a stimulus, there's a space. And we have the people who are emotionally intelligent the space between that stimulus and the response is, is like, I recognize what is happening in front of me. I recognize how my body feels. Cause like when you are like pissed off, like that pissed off, like somebody like says something like, Hey, fucking Brett, you're a dick. And you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna fucking smash your face. <laughs> it's like, and you just do it right away. Cause like, right. When somebody calls you fucking you know, dick, you're like, fuck, fuck this guy. Right. Like you can be like, well, like, Fuck this person. Like, this, I don't know who this person is, why they said that. It but could be you. Yeah. Right, right, it could be me. Just fucking <laughs> smash my face. Like, you don't have to get mad and then punch this person. Probably going to get in trouble if you do that. Like, there's no reason for that. That's the best thing to do would just be to walk away from that. Get away from that person. Get out of the environment of that person. So there's a reaction or there's a response. And I think the people who have the ability to really take control of and spend a lot of time on that space between the stimulus and response are the ones who really have the ability to to fucking you know, be successful in everything. Because I mean, what, what happens, everything that you do behavior all the way down the line, behavior all the way down the line is basically just a stimulus 
and a response, you know, like a habit, let's say your, your energy is better spent, spent like changing your environment than changing the actual habit. So what I mean by this is when you have the habit of waking up in the morning, going onto the road that you usually take to work. And on that road, there's a QT and you stop that QT and you eat like three donuts. And then after you eat like three, three donuts and like a monster, you, you, uh, you go to work. Well, now here's the thing. When you see that, when you see that QT, that QT is going to be the trigger that then causes you to automatically react. You may not even want the fucking donuts, but you're going to do it anyways. And so we're very environmental. If right now somebody came in here who you know, who's your best buddy, like a fucking dude that you that you grew up with and you guys fucking kicked it when you were younger and you guys partied together and fucking, you know, you did all the dumb shit that you did when you were a kid. Like if the, he walked through that door right now, I would immediately see a change in, in your demeanor and your behavior and the way that you talk even, the words that you use would change. It would be completely different. He could be standing right there. He doesn't have to be involved in the conversation. He, it, you would just change and you wouldn't change consciously. You would change subconsciously because you're in the environment now changed to something that your brain, your brain is already automatically adapted to before. And so when we, when it comes to trying to get better at something, you need to think about it. Like most of what you are is subconscious, you know, most of what you do is subconscious. And so you have to have an awareness of the subconscious, because if you think you're good at, at dealing with your emotions, but you know, you have a couple of, if you think you're good at dealing with your emotions, I guess, and you've been fired from the job or you've have like any kind of like battery tickets or what have you yeah. probably don't, you know? And, uh, like a lot of what, what makes you good in life is, is basically that, that awareness, man. And and so just to get back to the habit bit, if you're having that trouble, if anybody's listening to this to right now, because m- most people have bad habits that happen right in the morning when they wake up, like, for example, like looking at your phone and all these things, don't try to willpower yourself. You, you are very unlikely to willpower yourself past that QT if you're having a trouble with going to the QT every morning. You need to stop going on the road at the QT. Change the environment. Take a different road, and that's gonna you're gonna have to st- that's gonna stem all the way back to when you leave the house. Yeah. When you leave the house, because there's a certain thing that happens. To you you automatically take the right turn. You automatically take the right turn. What causes you to take the right turn? What what causes you to do everything that stems all the way back from when you wake up in, in bed all the way to when you do this this super automated thing that's happening. All of these habits and behaviors are pretty automated. You need to like like be all the way back down to when you're in bed. And I think that's with every single bad habit, every single every single like training habit that you have, like a man I never have time to work out, or do you take thirty minutes and procrastinate putting on your shoes? Like Yeah, exactly. You know that's something I I changed recently because I didn't want to start off the day on my phone, right? I wanted to start off in a more productive manner. So I got an old school alarm clock and put my phone in a different room, changed the environment. And then next to my alarm clock, I have like this little journal thing where I realized myself that again, changing the environment. I was trying to journal and like write stuff down and uh, kind of think more into my, you know, subconscious or in my headspace. Um, <clears throat> and I was writing down too much and I just wasn't, I wasn't doing it regularly because it took too long for me right? Because I always wake up late because of my day. <laughs> yeah, right, but sure. So I changed it to, I wake up, I write down something I'm grateful for, and then I write down three goals in the day, right? It's a very simple thing. It takes me two minutes usually. It gets me started on a positive note, and now I have three goals for the day. Not a to-do list, goals, because personally I like to check off goals, like I've succeeded at this goal versus like just a check off to-do list. So I just, I just shift that, that viewpoint there. And then once I'm done with that, then I'll go eat breakfast and then I'll go get my phone. So I'm not getting my phone until like I'm leaving the house or something like that. Um, and that, that's definitely helped. I think just start my day off, 
uh, better. And then, you know, there's a thousand things we can all do every day, but if you put down three like important things that you want to get done, you get those three things done. Like, you know, you completed those goals for the day. So the overall can be a good day with still having like negative things throughout the day. Again, going back to that positivity, like, what am I grateful for? Let's get these goals done. Dude, I fucking love that, man. I fucking love that. So one, one more thing, because it's been like shit, man. It's been like almost two hours. <laughs> We've been fucking going at it. It's been good. Uh, yeah, man, dude, that's that's awesome. Is there like before we move on to that last question, like what uh, is there anything else that you do in your day to like stay like fucking executing, like stay positive? Are there like daily rituals that that you have that you hold dear? Is there like a something you tell yourself mantra? Uh, not really. I don't really have like mantras and stuff, man. I, like, I think again, that just getting the day started off right for me works really well. Um, I'll look back at that stuff still. So there's times where I find myself like going off path throughout the day, getting distracted. I, my mind goes everywhere. Um, and whether that's like my actual just admin work, whether that's something with clean eats, whether that's something with my personal life, like my goals, I try to like hit like all those aspects and, there's times where things happen throughout the day, frustration happens, whatever, something didn't go right. I'll open that journal back up because I bring it to work with me as well and look back at those things. What am I, if I'm upset, what am I grateful for? Okay. That's something positive in my life. Now I have a positive thought in my head, right? Let's go back to those goals. What haven't I completed yet? Why haven't I completed it? It's okay. If you haven't completed it, let's make a, like have a reason why, and let's move on again. You can sit in that frustration if you want to, or you can accept it and then move on to whatever that next goal might be. Um, so I think that's for me has been something that's been very helpful over the last six months. It's just literally opening that book up sometimes if things kind of go off the rails a little bit throughout the day and just try to get back to it. Dude, fuck yeah, man. Um, do you, do you have like a end goal, like vision? Do you do like vision boarding at all? Ever? Yeah. Like- me and my wife actually just did one this year. No, the first time man. ever. Um, I mean really like my overall why I've realized like I grew up, uh, my family was all really close <clears throat> and at the end of the day, like I just want to spend time with my wife, with my family and like have, have a good life with them in general. Um, you know, throughout that, like I, I enjoy helping people and that's what my entire career has been. So I think really just trying to build up, um, something where I can help others and then still have that, uh, freedom, that time to be able to spend time with my family and not, I don't know, I just saw this end goal of how coaching wasn't going to take me there personally. Um, and then everybody's different, right. But for me, I was just working those crazy hours when I was working with teams, I was either working crazy hours or I was traveling a ton. Right. And just that, that end goal of like wanting to be able to go to my kid's soccer game and like, even like help coach, I'd be a terrible soccer coach, but (laughs) (laughs) helping coach, whatever. Like I just, that's something like that I've always wanted to do like throughout my life and just be part of their life as much as possible and, and help them and be at home. So for me, it's like really just trying to build up that freedom so I can do things like that. And I just didn't see that happening um, long-term with like, a you know, not even in my current position, but just in the industry, like, I think you can still coach. And I've always wanted to continue coaching because I, I just enjoy doing it, but having that like run my life, I didn't necessarily want. And I've actually had this conversation with my boss uh, through Exos when we had like a review and he's like, you know, what, what would your goals be throughout Exos? And I was like, I'm good, man. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, I, like, I don't want to, I was like, I don't want your job, dude. Like, what are we going to give me? They're going to be 20,000 more dollars. Maybe. I don't know. You know? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to get more money, but like, I know how crazy his life is. And I was like, I don't want that. Like, I'm happy where I'm at right now. And I want to work to have more freedom than to have like more money or anything like that. Right. I totally, I totally feel you, man. I, um, uh, like, I guess like how, how important do you think it is for somebody to spend time to really get deep on that vision? that why 
Oh, um, we had, again, when I was with the ski team, we had a really good like seminar where we had, um, I can't remember his name. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't Simon. It was somebody else uh, who came in and helped us out with that. It was like a three day course. And we literally like built out what our why was. And it yeah. started off like very broad, obviously. And, and we did other things as well, but the whole basis of it was for all the coaches to figure out like what their overall why was throughout life. Um, and that was something that helped me out a lot. Um, you know, if you're just, you know, sitting there trying to figure out your own, the book, it starts with why it was great. I read that. It was awesome. You know, that's, that's a good way to kind of get started, um, to think about those kind of things. But like, you want to think about like what you're doing, like overall, whether that's within your career or whether that's within your life. And then like, you know, how you're completing that, what, and then why are you doing that in general? Like overall, your deepest why not like my why is not, I want to make money. Right. My why is like, I, I want to help people and I want to spend time with my family. Like, how can I do that at best? Okay. And then what do we need to do to get to that? Right. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like anything in life. It's like, if you think about anything, like, dude, if you wanted to go to Chicago, well, you'd probably put it in your GPS and then your GPS would give you like exact like roads and all the shit to follow or whatever. But you would first need a, you would first need a definite location. And then that definite location will then give you the ability to create the path to get there. Right. Yeah. And I think that like what most people, I think that most people are not lazy. You know, I think that most people have no fucking clue what they should do because they don't know what they truly want. I always, I asked somebody that I'll ask somebody this and I do quite often. I ask somebody, what do you want in life? What's the end goal? What's the vision? What's the vision? And, and people say, well, I want to be happy. So I just, I want to be happy. Okay. Well, what does that mean? What does happy mean? Well, I'm happy when I'm on the beach. That's not happy. That's joy. That's pleasure. Right. But too much joy and too much pleasure can be bad. We know that. So what, what do you mean by happy? Yeah. Day to day happy. Yeah. Not these little short, you know, things. What's this real, what's this real deep meaning for you? Like, and many people, they can't, they can't tell me. And I think what I've come to find out and is that, is that it's peace that people are looking for. It's um of not having pain on a daily basis, you know? This pain of like, fuck, I gotta wake up. And when I wake up, my first thought goes, fuck this, I don't wanna go to work. You know, like I'd rather sleep, like that kind of deal. I'm not being excited on a daily basis for like what you're working on is is what I think will just destroy you. So you, you've gotta have like, I think what it is is when the 1% of the 1% will always have their vision on their person at all times. So like, if you want to be somebody who's really clear on, on first of all, like, or if you really want to get to your vision, you have to have it on you, have it on you somewhere written. Um, like my vision board is like on my screensaver. So every time I open up my phone, I see my vision board. Um, but also every quarter I revise it. I think, you know, keep a very strong vision, but hold it loosely because you evolve as a human being. And as you evolve, it's okay to change that. But you should be get real intimate and you should get fucking lit. You should get fucking lit up, dude. You should be like, fuck yeah, dude. We're fucking waking up. We're doing this thing. It's going to be dope. And um, if you can do that, if you can find like that thing and maybe you don't really need to know how to get to the thing that you want. Actually, you should you should set a fucking huge thing that you never reach, really. But that you set up a, a system or a process to get there um, and then that you you run it. You know, like you run this system or this process. You find peace in that you have a thing you're following to reach this big massive problem and you identify with that problem which is your your goal your purpose your reason your vision and i think that if you can do that you will be so much more likely to accomplish your stuff because i think that your endurance in life is predicated on your your clarity 
a vision. If you can really ring that out, if you can tell me right now like that, like then, then I know that we're going to be good to go. We're going to yeah. get you to your goal. Somebody walks through the front door. They want me to help them with fitness. I say, what, what do you want? What is your vision? What is your why? Like, what do you want and why do you want it? And if they, if they aren't, if they don't get fired up, like then we, I know that I have actually a different problem, a different thing to solve for them. And that isn't the goal, maybe the arbitrary goal that they come in with or maybe whatever. I have to figure out like how to get this person to get intimate with their why, which is why, which I, what I find really interesting yeah. about successful people. For sure. And I know successful people, like they, a lot of them, <clears throat> you know, that why might be the journey. Like it might not even be the ending, but like, you know, if somebody's coming in and they're, they're coming in here cause they want to lose weight or like me personally, like, you know, yeah. Do I have goals for like, cause I like to do powerlifting and stuff. Do I have goals for numbers? Yeah. But when it comes down to it, that one time I lift the weight, like that's, that's exciting. Yeah. But that's not really why I do it. Why I do it is the like 12 weeks, 24 weeks of that program. It takes me to get there. Like for me, that's that the process is the fun part half the time. I love working out, man. Yeah. I just fucking love working out. Like, yeah. I, like it makes me feel great when I'm, I'm done working out. I feel great. Like during I, sometimes is terrible. During sometimes. <laughs> I just did a cross, my yeah, first yeah, CrossFit yeah. class this morning <laughs> and I went in there. I was, and, uh, she had, uh, what was it? It was 14 rounds. Um, it was, uh, eight, it was with the partner. It was eight already or eight deadlifts, eight cleans, eight push, uh, push jerks. And then we had to, uh, do walking lunges for 30 yards. And then every third round, instead of a, instead of a round, it was Turkish get up. So you got like a break kind of, which wasn't a break, but it was just different. And I think we ended up making through like 12 and then ran out of time in the class. But yeah, that after uh, moving six refrigerators yesterday was terrible. So my hamstrings and glutes and everything feel like they're about to cramp up all day, but I made it, didn't right. die afterwards. I was like, this is great. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, for me, it's like warming up into it. Like the first 15 minutes, I was like, this is terrible, man. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it, blah, blah, blah. Like in those negative thoughts, no matter who you are, like those creep in at times. And it's like pushing myself through it, um, having people around me pushing me through it. Right. And then eventually you get to the point where you were like, realize like, Oh, I, I can do this. And then for me, like, like that energy level, like went through the roof. It was like, I hit like a, a second wind, wind, you know, 30 minutes into it and his other people are dying and I'm the one that's pushing them into it now. Right. Cause everybody's gonna be at different points. And I was sitting there singing whatever the song was that was on. Everybody probably hated me. It was great. It's good, dude. That's yeah. fucking, I love to work. Dude, there's a different energy when you're working on a group of people like oh, yeah. that. And you're it's all doing a, the same stuff. It's great. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's like some, it's like, you're all connected in some way. Like, well, just the other day I was working out here and fucking Micah, um, yeah. our other trainer here, she just goes, let's fucking go. And like, dude, I amped up my, I was just like, you know what? Like I was, I thought I was doing pretty good. And I was like, you know, I had a lot left in me. I was just like, I just like, was like, fuck. She's like, let's fucking go. Give yeah. me those fucking pools, man. She just said that she's walking by. I was like, fucking yeah, dude. So I, and I, so I like amped up. And every time I'm working out with, with people, like it's just this crazy energy and um, people are yelling at each other, which is amazing. And it hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> but, like it hurts so bad, but you, you almost love it. Like, what do you think that is? Like, wh what do you, why do you think, there's such a symbiotic, is it just like you're, you're all like fucking misery loves company or what's the fucking, what's the energy? Why is that so dumb? I don't know. Maybe it's I, like, I think about it, the fact that sometimes like we all can't be a hundred percent energy all the time, right? Like we're, we're not always going to be at our best at all the times throughout a workout and throughout a day in life. And we always need those people to lean on again at any, any of those aspects. So, you know, if you, like when I do workouts with, uh, my, uh, my head coach and, um, some of our athletic trainers actually do my, uh, my train heroic workouts. 
Um, so we're all literally have the same workouts and they'll come up and do it. And what's, I'll be, train, what's the train heroic train heroic is just an app, um, where it's basically, if you go to my, uh, my Instagram or whatever, you can click on it and it's a train with me. So I literally write, I started writing workouts for myself in there and they started posting about them. And I started having people sign up cause they were just like interested in doing what I would do. Cause I, I like to get stronger and I want to keep moving in a healthier manner. And I like to be continuous staying athletic. So I do sprints, agility stuff, plyos, that kind of stuff. Anyways. So they all jumped on board as well. And so we all do this stuff together. And it's kind of funny because we'll be down there like eating lunch or earlier in the day. And it's kind of like, well, what's the workout today, Brett? And we'll like pull it up on the app and everybody's just like, oh, I hate you, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of, I'm like, all right, well, when are you working out? So then I move my day around so yeah. I can go work out with them. Ideally, obviously it doesn't always work out. But when we're all up there, like everybody's either pushing more weight or pushing the sled faster or whatever the, whatever the deal is. Because like, you know, I, I know me, like I grew up playing team sports and like, I don't want to let somebody down. Yeah. And like, if somebody's pushing me, like I'm going to push harder and vice versa. Like I try to be that leader and push, push people as well. I know not everybody works like that. Right. There's some people that don't want that like hype up, yell, whatever. And maybe they have those like inner thoughts that helps push them through it. Um, but I know for me, it definitely helps. Yeah, man, that fucking group, um, like the group experience is just something different. Like having another person there to push through with is, uh, definitely, definitely like beneficial to community, man. You don't want to let them down. You don't, nobody wants to let their community down. Yeah. If you're in a community, you don't want to let your community down, you know? So yeah. getting yourself in, in like, a some kind of workout program where you have like people around doing some shit, like you're definitely saw, in the competitive uh, aspect. I too. saw my buddy, uh, Jeff Lavecchio, he's a trainer out in Chesterfield Valley, works with like a hockey guys. And he, uh, he just posted something the other day. I can't remember what team he was working with, but it was like their first session. And he's like, I want to train mental toughness, right? So he got them all started doing wall sits. And he's like, who's the first that's going to fail? I love that. And they're literally, the whole the team is just staring at each other, like wall sit, like struggling, right? And obviously there's, some, there's somebody that's going to fail. It's not a bad thing, but pushing yourself past where you think, I think is really what the point of it, that is. No, it totally is, man. And the mind can go so fucking far, man. You can really push yourself. Like, again, like the mind can just, dude, the yeah. mind can do some weird shit. I'm about to do this fucking hundred mile run. And like, I'm about to do something crazy to myself. And, uh, I fucking love that shit. Like I'm up, dude, I'm definitely a student of the mind. I'm a, I, just to figure out why it does all these fucking weird things, man, that we, that we, uh, that we continue to continue to do. I, what, what I find most interesting is that it's hard for us to do the things that we want to do. You know, like we want something clearly. We talk about it all the time. We're very hard to reach it because we keep doing the things that we don't want to do. Yeah. And it's like, what, what that, it, that to me is fucking preposterous like get rid of all the bullshit you want something why can't you just get it why can't you just do it i mean like i want to start drinking a gallon of water a day all i need to do is drink eight of these a day but you only drink like four of them why yeah what stopped you you know like i want to stop eating pizza yet you go and fucking get one yeah i had mellow mushroom last night so yeah, dude, absolutely, dude. And I'm probably gonna eat some pizza next weekend. <laughs> next weekend, while I'm running, like part of, part of like the thing is like just to eat stupid amount of oh, yeah. food. So my buddy got into pizza. doing like real long, when I was in Utah, real long distance uh, road biking. And his favorite thing, he'd like post videos of him just like murdering burritos and right. tacos afterwards. He rode like you know 100 miles or whatever, and he's like, I'm gonna eat everything now. Yeah, that's you earning that. You you oh, are yeah. earning that. Like at this, at some level, it's like, dude, if you're gonna do a fucking 100 miles on the bike or fucking what what have you, like you you get a fucking fuel that shit fuel yeah. that shit up i've been talking to my wife and people about like i, I kind of want to do something outside of my my box uh when it comes to fitness just to like push my body more mentally than anything um i don't like i mean going back to your like 24 hour like run or like i don't know like a half iron man or something like crazy like that like i don't do 
like barely any conditioning. I was going to say, what do you do? What's your, what's your, like, what are you primarily working out? I mean, I, I normally lift like right now where we just started a hypertrophy block. Um, so I, I've been doing hypertrophy clusters, which is like twice a week. Um, I don't know if you know Jake Torres. Uh, he's a strength coach, Instagram. He's got some pretty cool stuff, but he kind of coined Jake the Tura. phrase. Yeah. He, Tura, I don't T-U-R-A, I think. Anyways. Okay. He coined the other uh, phrase hypertrophy clusters. So basically we think of hypertrophy, right? If we're doing, I don't know, three sets of 10, right? Or something like that. that's the most basic thing people can think about three sets to 10, right? So if we flip that over and we're doing 10 sets of three, I'm going to be able to go heavier. Okay. And I can do, you know, a maybe 30 second rest in between of those, not your normal, you know, heavy, like when I do powerlifting, 10 sets of three is going to be like 90% of my max, 88% of my max. And I'm getting like two to four minutes in between. Right. But if I'm doing hypertrophy clusters, I'm probably doing 75% to 80% of my max and I'm doing 30 second rest in between. So you're getting more of that like pump feeling because you don't get as much rest. Yeah. But the overall like volume you're going to get um, or like load you're going to get is way higher than if you did like a three by 10. So you just basically flips huh. those. So we, this was the first week. So I kind of eased into it a little bit. So we did six by four. Next week's going to be eight by three. And then we're doing 10 by two, all with hypertrophy clusters. And that's twice a week. So we do like one, put, uh, sorry, one upper and one lower day. All the auxiliaries are, are your standard um, um, like reps from, actually I stole the reps from, um, if you ever done like the Arnold uh, mass gaining program, whatever. Which yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I know some people have done it. Yeah, yeah, it starts off easy, like sets of fifteen or reps of fifteen, and then it's like the next week is like a pump set of twenty, and then it's like twelve, ten, eight, and then you know it kind okay, of gotcha. kind of yeah, rotates yeah. through, which is cool. Um, but so I do, yeah, two days of those like hypertrophy clusters, and then two right now two days of just straight like what you would think like hypertrophy training, normal hypertrophy training would be. Um, I've been doing upper and lower splits. Um, I kind of found when I was starting to do like higher weights with my legs, like if I try to do like a push pull split, I would just mm. be destroyed by the end of the week. Um, because of like, you know, I'm, I'm there like squatting a bunch of weight and then the next day I'm supposed to like deadlift a bunch of weight. Right. My central nervous system was just fried, man. So the upper lower is, um, and I've always been like a push pull guy, but since I started getting more into powerlifting, the, the upper lower has helped me out a lot more because I get a little more recovery. Um, and then Wednesdays I try to do some kind of cardio, uh, cardio, whatever. Like, right, right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll basically just get on a bike or get on a treadmill, something like that. I'm really just doing it more for active recovery. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturdays, uh, right now I have off and Sundays I've been lifting just with buddies and it's kind of one of those where it's not even on my program. We just like, I text the people that are coming. Uh, usually there's like 10 people that just come and I'm like, Hey, what, what do you guys want to do this week? And they'll give me some general ideas and I'll put together a workout and just do it with them. Um, so I don't really push myself like ridiculously hard on that one. Cause I know that the whole week's coming up. So for me, that's just kind of like fun and just get out there and do some different stuff. Like I, I try to do stuff I don't have in my program. Yeah. I think that's good. You should always have something like that involved, like where it's just totally yeah. like random shit yeah. like that. You're not, I mean, but that's part of you just like lo- liking to work out with, with your friends. Like yeah, just absolutely. something you enjoy. Like there's something part of, there's part of like getting people like that, like I said, back to like bringing a habit. Like if you, if you want to start working out more often, you gotta, you, you can't show up to the gym. Like, fuck, this sucks. I hate this. Like, you know, you gotta like show up and be excited about it. Throw and, some music on man. Right. Exactly. Which is, which is fucking huge. Um, the, go do going back. I wanted to ask you about that fucking, that's interesting. I've, I've like, I've taken this concept, not to this level, but I've taken this concept, this, uh, the hypertrophy clusters. Yeah. Um, and then switching over the volume, like, what do you what do you what do you think about that? I know you don't have the, the the actual practical experience yet, but like the anecdotal evidence of the of it yet. What do you think about it though? Just like intellectually, like, do you do you think that that would work? That's an interesting change of things, like increasing load, bringing the numbers down, and then decreasing the the rest break. Yeah, I mean, I, 
like overall, I don't really understand like why it wouldn't. Like you're still with that low rest. <clears throat> now that I've done it for a couple of weeks, like with that low rest, you still get that pump feeling. And really, like we know that pump feeling that people like to get. Like that's you know you get red blood cell rupture and you get muscle damage, all that kind of stuff that makes your body be like, oh shit, we need to fix this and not have this happen again. So then you're getting increased testosterone, growth hormones, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like. The same stuff, I get that same feeling when I was doing the six by four. Cause so I was doing six by four with 275 bench. Mm. Like, there's no way in hell I could do four by six at 275 bench. Um, but so I'm going to be able to move more weight with the same number of reps and I'm still getting that pump feeling. So I don't understand, like, I don't see why it wouldn't work. And as somebody that likes to lift heavy, like for me, it just was like, you know, a little more buy in, I guess, than just like going, like, let's just do straight hypertrophy every day. And I did split it up where it's like two days are like that, and then two days are like standard hypertrophy. So you get one upper day um, of that, one upper day of kind of your standard, you know, three by tens, four by fifteens, whatever it might be. I do like the, I do like that idea, man. It, it, it sort of makes sense if you think about it. Like, I always think appearance follows function. So, like, if you, if you were somebody who has no idea the science of exercise phys, like, you could just be like, well, let's look at the people who do certain things and then let's see what their body looks like. Yeah. So, if you were to look at, like, a power lifter, they do one rep and they do a lot in that rep, they hold a lot of fat percentage. Like, and they have, like, thick muscles. Well, what's great is that uh, they they are great in the phosphorus system. They use, they use like, carbohydrates as their primary form of energy, but terrible on the aerobic side of things. So, like, they just don't cut fat, right? Uh, they might do it to try to, like, keep their fat down, but uh, it's like a walk at max. But they're not, they're not running marathons. On the marathon side thing, somebody who's running marathons long distance, right? You're going to have somebody who has like no fat, but like no muscle either. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've had like people who like were killer marathon runners who run sub three, uh, some three hours fucking, um, marathons who, uh, and in the fucking Boston, who were running the Boston marathon, get ready for it, or have done it a couple of times and do it again, come here to build some strength and just have, and go hypoglycemic because they're doing lower body um, resistance training. Jesus. Yeah, because like just weaker than fuck, but they can just they can run for for you know for forever, right? So like you're looking at that type that type of body that's going to be created that way, and then you you see this this like this like cross training bit, right? Like who looks fucking jacked out of their mind, you know? who aren't bodybuilders, but, but like use it performance as their way. Mm -hmm. Like they're not worried so much about what their body looks like. They worry about what their performance is. They try to reach the, the pinnacle or they try to reach the, the elite level of this particular performance in their bodies show kind of what that looks like. Well, that's fucking CrossFit people. That's what everyone talks about, right? You, they want to be people who are, who are lean, but big, right? So CrossFit people can build up like real fucking strong, dense muscle and they can have a very low, like very low fat content. So they've got the abs, but they've also got the size. So like, what are they doing? What are those people doing? Well, you just did one today. Yeah. It's fucking strength endurance, man. It's strength endurance. It's like, it's taking, it's taking that fucking, you know, 85% your, your one rep. It's doing fucking three to six reps and giving yourself no time. And maybe even during that time, like running yourself on a fucking sprint you know, on the fucking, on the bike. So let me hit a sprint and then hit 75 for six sprint, 75 for six, only 30 seconds, 45 seconds in yeah. between those breaks, hardly any time for your body to recover, but you're still, you're still meant yeah. to do 75%, which is why CrossFit is a sport. And it very much is a fucking, 
it's an impressive sport um, because they're, that's extremely invasive way of, of training. Obviously, you would think if you're going to do 85% of your, your one rep or 75%, maybe not so much 75%, but anything above 80% of your one rep max for any amount of reps, that you would do that and give yourself two minutes yeah. of rest. But these guys are fucking like, you know, doing a sprint or they're fucking killing it on the row or they're like fucking hitting the bike and then jumping right back onto it and it's all for time. So you're looking at strength and they're doing that for an hour. So like how much can I get done like at 85% like and then get it done in an hour's time. So you're looking at strength endurance at, at its fucking elite performance level. So if you were to look at like I want to look I want to like because this is the thing that people come in and say I want to build muscle. I want to lose weight. That's the two things. Build muscle, lose weight. Yeah, at the same time generally. At the same time and uh, next week. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the way to do it. You know, it's going to be that afford some form of, of cross trading. And uh, so like the, that's what makes it interesting. That bit that you're talking about, I mean, it makes sense, right? 30 seconds in between three reps as heavy as you were, you were talking and then doing 10 of those, th those 10 sets would take you, that would take you like that one exercise would take you 10 minutes to knock out at that volume, but you'd be able to do more weight. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes more sense to me that you, if you can maintain that 85% that you're working essentially strength endurance yeah and uh one of the one of our ats just set like a new pr when we did our strength phase on deadlift like he never really lifted much before or whatever <clears throat> so he's building up strength pretty quickly now and it's kind of funny because i was like after he did his pr i was like hey congratulations man i was like now when we do our hypertrophy phase you gotta do more weight i was like so i personally i like to still do the strength phases i mean i like lifting heavy anyway but i'll do the strength phases because then your numbers go up and then that you know that's 75 percent you had 12 weeks ago is now 20 pounds heavier. So like, how else do you think we're building muscle? Like, so then you can go into exercise like you just talked about, or circuits like you just talked about, or hypertrophy classes or whatever, and you're going to have to be doing that with a heavier weight because your overall strength, that base strength is already higher. Um, so if, like, for instance, you know, his, his PR went up like 25 pounds and it's like, well, that's going to make when we do, you know, 70% at, uh, I don't know, three by 10 or whatever it might be. Um, way worse for you or like you know it's gonna change those structures a lot more i guess is what i'm trying to say no dude I, yeah 100 percent, man so i mean fucking all right it's been like two hours i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> I, dude, that was a good conversation man yeah, we sure. had this so uh i'm gonna just i'm just gonna ask one last question i'll have you answer this up and then i'll have you tell everybody like kind of where to follow you where to go find you um you know what what your business everything like that um but i always ask this question to finish it out which is just basically you know, if, it, if there was one piece of advice that you would give somebody um, who was looking for success in life and whatever that endeavor, what's that one most important piece of advice before they start their journey? Um, I mean, we, we kind of talked about trying to find your why. I know that's difficult for some people. So, like, if you don't want to go into it that deep, like, like you said, find something that makes you happy, like truly happy, and, like, follow that. Right, it doesn't. You don't necessarily have to have an ending in your, in mind, but I think doing things that that makes you happy, like long term, and again, like you said, that's not going to the beach necessarily. But um, if, you know, if you're following that, like you're gonna you're gonna be happy, you're gonna be successful in whatever you're doing. Um, and success doesn't necessarily mean that you know I have a mansion, all this kind of stuff. But if I'm doing what I do every day to be happy, then overall my life is happy, and at least to me, like that's a definition of, of success. That's awesome, man. I definitely agree with that. Is there anything that you want to tell people before we try to tell people where to find you? Is there anything that you want to say that you would, that you don't get the chance to say enough 
Mm. Oh God. <laughs> um, I mean, dude, we hit on so much stuff today. I'm trying to think of something like one thing. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned it earlier and I just see this over and over and over again of people that are just, I think they just get lost in the weeds and social media and get lost in the weeds and all the information of nutrition and fitness and everything. It's like, dude, just keep things simple. Like if you if you do something regularly, if you're eating whole foods, if you're working out, whatever your workout is regularly, like you're going to see results. Don't overcomplicate. Don't overcomplicate it with you know specific types of non-GMOs and all all this stuff you can dive into. All these supplements you can dive into. You know those things are great, but like you know, keep it simple. If you need help, like talk to somebody. You can reach out to me. I'm sure they can reach out to you. Like you know, just I think that's kind of my biggest thing is because I just have so many people that reach out that like want to hit these goals and they're like trying to do all these things without doing the, the basic stuff. So again, going back to kind of what our, most of our conversation was about, I think is, is the biggest thing that I always try to talk to people about. All right. Fuck yeah, man. Well, Hey, like tell people where they can find yeah. you. Uh, where can you find Brett Kelly? Like wh- uh, when is your, when is your uh, shop opening up? When is clean eats opening up? Like how can Sorry. they order? Do go ahead. Yeah. So uh, my personal page is just on Instagram is just BK strength coach. Um, so you can find me on there. I'm, uh, I'm online right now, um, with the live. And then if you're, if you're listening, obviously you can just go search me or whatever. Um, I, I, on my profile there, there's a link to, uh, clean eats. So our Instagram is just clean eats with a Z underscore STL. Um, so you can follow us there. <clears throat> We're opening mid May, still waiting on a specific date, uh, but we'll make sure to roll that out. Uh, just via social media whenever we get a specific date. Um, and if you guys are interested, uh, feel free to reach out if you have any questions on the Clean Eats um, profile. There's uh, basically a email uh, list you can sign up for. Basically, what we're doing right now is you get um, an entry to win a free month of meals. We're also giving away like 15 free meals to individuals, free smoothies, that kind of stuff. So part of our you know grand opening prizes. Um, so all you get from that email list is basically once a week, you're going to get an email that says what our six meals are, um, no subscription or anything like that. You can pick what meals you want, come and pick them up in store. Um, we also have a restaurant in there. So build your own bowls, wraps, smoothies, all first form products, um, and, uh, some grab and go. So always have meals in the freezers. If you just want to stop in and grab a few meals and head out. So trying to keep it easy for people, keep it affordable. Like I said earlier, between six fifty and eight twenty a meal. So. Fucking crazy. That's awesome, by the way. Fucking yeah. dude, I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to be trying to add out myself, obviously, and then hopefully Appreciate we can it. work something out after this. Yeah, All absolutely. Right, so for for everybody uh, that just joined in, thank you so much for coming in and listening to uh, fucking Brett Kelly come in, fucking have this conversation. Um, that was about nutrition and fitness and fucking crushing. Um, thank you so much for coming. If anybody knows anybody who needs somebody to talk to about fucking winning i'm here to do more conversations with those people so um go ahead and just dm me um and uh also if you know so, the physicist we talked about oh yeah if you know that <laughs> physicist we're, i'm looking for theoretical physicists and people who fucking just they know about quantum i want to know about the quantum alien <laughs> but thank you so much for coming man yeah, i appreciate, me. Awesome. appreciate you for coming and, and talking my dude yeah, absolutely thanks absolutely. guys absolutely man hey so good shit uh oh it's all good we're done anyways <laughs> all, right. all right guys that's it for this one we'll see you on the next one